0: Ladies and gentlemen, marks and tricks, sit on your ass and listen to this, it's the, wait a minute, sorry, wrong intro. Welcome to another edition of Mass Mads and Mayhem, I am your host, Justin Harvey, you can find me on Twitter at JustinHarvey75, you can find the entire show on Twitter at Show 75 I just had to start off by trying to steal some shit from the heels since everybody else does it, I felt left out, figured uh, today was a good day to do it, sorry, Herb, <laughs> you there, Herb? It's okay, I'm here. All right. Had to do it, man. It's an iconic podcast intro. I came up with it while I was drunk. I don't believe you. I don't believe that's ever happened. i never. Anyway, introduce it. yourself. Drop your tag. <laughs> Thanks for stopping by. Thanks for hacking our podcast again, you dick. Always. I'm Urban Heretic One Eight Seven
1: at U R B A N H E R E T I C One Eight Seven. Sporting the Aztec pride. Back to you.
0: Love that <laughs> shirt, love that shirt. And I'm sporting the uh, Lucha Click shirt. Get get this on the Last Real Heels store on Pro Wrestling Tees. Don't miss out, people. Don't miss out, good shirt. And uh, thank you to everybody who ordered the new MMM Show shirt. Eric, you got one coming. Holy shit, Eric Van Wagner's in the room. What's going on, oh, man? wait, what?
2: Am, am, am I, can you hear me? I yes. can hear yeah. you. Oh, good. Hey, guys, uh, you spontaneously uh, caught me here looking at uh, my kids' school pictures.
0: Oh, see Uh, that's some
2: adorableness Adorable Guess I have offspring Uh, Um, Glad to see that Urban Urban has upgraded his gear From that um, uh, little cell phone That he usually records his podcast on I see he's got got a a computer with a video camera Attached now (laughs) This is actually my new cell phone
0: (laughs) (laughs) Just a better cell phone
1: I'm proud of Um, you, you've done good Thank you, thank you
0: so for those who don't have a clue who that guy is, that's uh, Evie Dub, one of the jefes over there at that little tiny program that just happened to kick a whole lot of ass tonight, uh, Lucha Underground. And then we got, uh, let's see, who else is here? Byron, where's your video, Byron? I'm here. I look better
3: in still picture form from 15 years ago. Agreed. So, uh, no, I'm at my parents' <laughs> house for Thanksgiving, uh, Happy Thanksgiving, and uh, they got the base uh, internet speed, which means... I can only stream audio. Wait.
1: Wait, so that's actually you in that picture? I, yeah. thought, he looks Sto- I thought that was that
4: Ben Stiller. <laughs> <laughs> that that doesn't look like ben typhons, dude. He photoshopped those muscles or something. <laughs> no. He's like, oh, rip them bra. Anyone it's
3: can look, anyone can look strong for like one two hundredth of a second.
0: All right, Byron, before you make this show take seven and a half hours, are you gonna just introduce yourself and give her your handle, or do you want me to do it for you?
3: At Byron Fever, don't listen to Justin. He'll say something else about being a ginger. And, <laughs> uh, yeah, look me up on stuff. You are
0: like my 27th favorite ginger of all time, Byron.
3: Yeah, b- am I above or below your, uh, your daughter on the list? I only know
0: 24 gingers, so you're 27. You figure it out. Casey, <laughs> what's going on, brother? You're better hey,
4: Casey at Lucha Gringo. I wasn't here last week because I was taking tests for teaching credential programs and I'm halfway there. I think I did all right, but I gotta take some next week and the week after so you might not see me a lot.
0: Well, we are glad to have you back. Um, You missed a very interesting episode last week where uh, the other jefe from Lucha Underground, Krista Joseph stopped by, and uh, I think he was expecting to see you so he could give you some shit, Mr. Casey.
4: Oh, you know, um, I already feel like he shit on me enough by putting Sexy Star over for the title, so it's okay. <laughs> oh <laughs> my god. All right, now what happened? <laughs> I had to say it. I had to do it. I had to. It's <laughs> it wouldn't be me if I didn't.
0: Well look, there were a few people that felt that way, you know, and I saw I saw some of the comments out there. I will say this. Right after and during the show last week I thought there was a lot of really positive stuff out there and the people who really really thought it was amazing They were kind of all over it first And then I felt like the haters kind of came on a little slower throughout the week And then I started to see a little more Evie dub. I mean, it's your backyard. We're talking about here. How did how did you feel about the reaction to putting the strap on sexy star last week?
2: Uh, It went off pretty much how how I think we all thought it would would go off. I mean um, you know, look, I, I'm never gonna fault these guys for 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 pushing the envelope, you know I mean, like like I, I remember this the, the decision to do it actually came up fairly, fairly close to the match. I mean, it wasn't something that had been planned for a long time. Um, but then you know the season story arcs had to change because we had some injuries and some visa issues and a few other things that kind of um, had to sort of restructure the first half uh, of season three and you know look i i I said the same thing when when chris and chris came to me and said this is what they want to do you know it was sort of like you do realize people people are going to shit on us for that right (laughs) (laughs) and they said yeah and i said okay well you know at least we're we're we're, we know what we're getting into we know you know we know that we're going to get a reaction a strong reaction from people but but you know we've never really done anything um, I think when you know we've never really tried to play it safe, and obviously the safer way would have been to not go that route. Um, but you know, look, we we're not traditional and we don't ever want to be traditional, so you know it was definitely a brave choice and um, I actually thought that the 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 reaction was mixed but mixed in our favor. so you know, hey, if more than half the people seem to be happy with it, that's okay, but you know what I, I don't blame people. If they wanna shit on it and they wanna be mad about it, that's okay too, you know? It, there's probably something else that they're gonna like. Um, it, it's just, it was one of those things that, uh, you know, the choice was made and we we're gonna live with it. And, you know, the, the, we, the reaction to tonight's episode, that was, not, that was not a reaction to, oh my God, people don't like us, let's quickly, you know, the, change, change uh, um, the storyline. Uh, you know, this was always sort of the story, the story uh as it was as it was mapped out
4: yeah and there wasn't really enough time for it to be a reaction like that anyway because this was the next taping
2: so right. like yeah next morning yeah and, and it was it was planned to go exactly how it went it's not like we got cold feet in the middle of the night and changed everything the next day it was all this was always part of the plan
0: well i'll be honest from being at the tapings we really couldn't tell like we knew that she uh dropped it back to johnny right after Um, but the way things were shot out of order and and DJ was even saying this on the show last week, man, literally today we were talking in a DM, it was me and urban and J man and Casey and Byron. We were all talking and I was like, dude, I honestly don't know if she's going to drop it back tonight or not because of how crazy and out of order they shot stuff. Maybe they did shoot those two things consecutively, but maybe she holds on to it for like four or five weeks. I have no clue. Yeah. Like, I really don't know anymore. You guys have coldly got my head twisted up, and I'm super, super
2: mad. We're the same way. I mean, every time I watch a show, I'm trying to remember how the hell this plays out. Like, I'm completely confused. I mean, we, we shot season three uh, in March, April, May, and June uh, of this year, and here we are in November. I I, 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 For week to week, I've totally forgotten. I mean, I've forgotten how good that the match was tonight between Killshot and and uh and uh, dante because it was one of you know as you know you'll see like that that storyline is not over by a Thank long God. shot but that uh, that opening match was awesome and i'd kind of forgotten yeah. that for a second
0: well the 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 kill shot dante thing too was funny because i was uh i was telling these guys i was like yeah i don't know if this is great this is probably them feeling each other out and warming each other up but dude, it really was just them feeling each other out. And that's what you get from those two guys when they're just getting started. Like I, I don't, I, they're so amazing to me. Like I had forgotten as well, just how ridiculously good those two guys are together when they are in the ring. And that was just proof that they are fire.
2: Yeah. I think, I think people are going to be blown away um, by the story arc that those two have, uh, you know, that runs over the course of season three. And um it's one of the most memorable um and when I think back on season three now a couple months outside of it that that storyline is one of the more memorable ones for me in particular just in, in how it ends and, and and you know just the the sheer athleticism of two guys I mean I think you know uh, it was perfect matchmaking between these two they, they complement each other so well um and, and I think that uh um the fans are gonna have new favorites by the end of this season
4: (laughs) i'm Uh, one of them i i had seen a.r fox wrestle maybe two times before i saw him start working at the tapings and now he is my second favorite wrestler under pentagon and that is not that is not faint praise he's knocked mil muertes down a little bit
2: no Yeah, I kept saying to him uh, every time he, he, he'd do another match, I just kept pulling him aside because, I, you know, he's one of those guys that would get me out of the control room. There's certain people that, you know, I watch a lot of the shows from the control room, but there's certain people that you got you to gotta have the live experience. Um, Jack Evans is one of those guys, not, not because, you know, mostly because of the stuff that he says that I know will never actually make the show, but I want to <laughs> at least hear it once. <laughs> um, and so he's another one, and then and then uh, Dante became uh, definitely one of those guys where it's like, okay, Dante's going. I'm going to go watch this from uh, inside the the inside the arena. Um, but I used to say to him, hey man, you know. We're, we've signed a contract with you you don't have to keep trying to impress us so much i mean he, you know he, he was like <laughs> you, you, you got the job and uh uh he just but the guy has no uh neutral you know he just kept he just kept stepping it up every time and, and uh, i i think that you know he's going to make a huge mark this season and, and kill shot too i mean we, we're a little more used to kill shot because he's been around for an additional season but But you know, um, these two guys, you know, really have a great program that they work this season.
0: Dude, I can't wait.
4: I gotta ask you you guys one thing though. Killshot has merch now, so go buy. Get
0: the Killshot
3: shirt.
4: We talked about that last week. If you
3: can look closely, I'll I'll get up in front of the camera. I'm wearing my new Rabbit Tribe shirt. Sweet. Um, So I gotta ask you
0: this about backlash part two, Eric. Mm-hmm. Um, and what what all you guys kinda think about this. So Johnny Mundo, he's our first unmasked uh luchador champion, not necessarily luchador oh. champion, right? God, I hadn't
2: even thought of that. You're right.
0: Yeah. yeah. So,
4: I, think Johnny you- Mundo, I think Johnny Mundo would tell you that his face is God's handsome mask, but <laughs> You yeah know.
2: right. Nobody's naturally that handsome. <laughs> so, I
4: will. I will tell you right now that
0: I definitely heard some chatter outside the temple when Mundo was crowned. That it was kind of BS that there was a non-masked, uh, non non lucha libre uh, old timer. Let's say. Yeah, our first uh,
2: our first white champion too. I think you know maybe yes. that, maybe that's you're dancing around <laughs> that, um, but but. Uh, Look, it's okay. Find me a better okay. wrestler on the planet that. right now. I, I don't know who he is. I haven't met him yet. Um, that guy is unbelievably great for the show. He really um, is, is such a great utility player. He can go with anybody, male, female, big, small. Um, he never ever gets hurt. I mean, I, I don't know how he he uh, he does what he does and never gets hurt. Uh, he's just such a great workhorse you know and i think you know he really d- he deserves it i mean he deserves it he was he was there on day 1 and um he was constantly there when we needed a, a big match or, or something awesome um and uh you know like i said if there's a better wrestler on the planet right now uh, i haven't met him so um you know i haven't seen him so so <laughs> Well, you I don't know, think he you, was just. You tell me. If on, that's a bad thing.
0: I don't think he was just there on day one. I, I, and DJ even kind of said this last week. I think he kind of saved day one. I mean, he made he, day he one. Trevor, yeah.
2: yeah, he and Trevor really did, and and <laughs> and you know we were reliant. But you know, Rick Prince Puma was you know an unknown. I mean, the indie people know absolutely knew who Ricochet was, but but uh, you know Johnny, we were riding the the. The John Morrison train at that point you know and we were uh, trying to draw people in dangling uh, Johnny Nitro John Hannigan whatever you want to call him uh, we were dangling that carrot out in front of our audience for the first half of season one so he had to be awesome he had to be great every week and um, you know Rudo Technico, it doesn't matter that guy that guy is is, is, is exciting um, and he's a special talent and, and we love him on the show if you know we we um, we think he's great
0: okay here's the question that we've all been wondering all day the four girls sitting in the front row last week (laughs) how'd that happen
2: i i don't know i think that uh they weren't plants i know i read that somebody thought we'd planted them um no they weren't plants they were they were uh you know they were guests and sometimes you know whoever assigns the tickets um the, you know the she she doesn't know what the storylines are but a lot of times if she sees you know because you know we have the stigma of being a heavily male audience and if you look into our audience yeah it's it's heavily male if a, if a if a little group of you know four cute girls and actually the girls were one of our cameraman's wives and her three friends were in LA for like a bachelorette party and <laughs> uh, and and they wanted to come to a taping before they were going out drinking that night it was all part of like a little bachelorette party um, and so they, they wanted to come and, and our cameraman said, Hey, can, can they come and get good seats? And, and, uh, uh, Josie who, you know, sort of does the seat assignments in there said, sure, we'll put them in the, in, in the front row. You know, we can always use a, a stronger female presence, uh, inside the temple. And, you know, they were coming that weekend, whether or not, I mean, it, it worked out great for us because they were into it. A- and, uh, you know, the camera got great, uh, responses from them. Um, but, but that was hardly like, you know, we put out a casting called a central casting to, you know, bring concerned onlookers one through four, you know, well, uh, uh, it was definitely easy that, gold. We don't have that kind of money. to do that.
0: <laughs> Well, we were talking about that earlier today too. Like people think a lot of times that the bleachers are stacked with, uh, you know, plants Dude. or whatever. And I almost think some of those guys should be willed in some tickets, like give Johnny his spot every week. Cause that guy is amazing. <laughs> but at the same time, if,
4: plant. and those tell guys have urban be. plants. What's that, Casey? Melzer called me an urban plants for Believers Backlash One. He said we were all plants. Dude, people do not, not understand.
0: Like you gotta get up hella early in the morning and get down to the temple to get one of those bleacher spots if you want one. And even when we're going in, like we're like those are my homies and we're like rushing to get those good spots. People really don't don't understand what goes into like making that believer section. But that's why you get the rowdiest, most awesome bleacher section in wrestling is because those are the people that really Want to be there? Yeah. Yes,
2: they earn the privilege to sit in those seats.
0: Oh, EP Dub right. will tell you too. We were crying so bad that we didn't get like into the bleachers for for the last Ultimate Lucha. We were just a bunch of little bitches about the whole thing. We like, oh,
2: can't sit yeah, in the cool section. I you sure was were the only right. ones, but you guys, we got you guys in. Yeah, on, thank man. you
0: yeah yes. we, well and, and what happened was when a lot of the vips left or whatever we were able to get seats um because we had standing room tickets we would have stood but yeah was that, was, that was that was like
2: <laughs> the, the, the final weekend was is crazy because we have our wrap party right after the ultima lucha and so every wrestler wants um a guest you know and it's mm-hmm. kind of it's kind of hard when, when you know these guys are there and we have a plus you know that card is the biggest card of the year you know we probably have 50 or 60 wrestlers involved on that day and everybody is invited to the rap party and everybody wants to bring a friend so you know boom there goes our VIP seats like just from cast tickets so then you know usually there's the LA network comes out because they make a big deal and there's an additional 15-20 El people and and I think um Robert had sent some contingent. Mark Burnett had sent some of his people. It was that was like a crazy weekend. But we take care. we took care of you guys. Now, oh, that was good. We too. never hired was- anybody. But but we were really, worried that you were going to have a soft audience.
0: It. I thought your audience was going to be whack at first like, oh man, no one's going to be cheering and chanting for Ultima Lucha. This is this is crazy. This is yeah, we worry about that too? <laughs> yeah, like I felt bad for you guys at first like, man, I know they put a lot of work into this and if this crowd is soft, that's just going to suck for everybody. But it turned think, out it turned think, out to be pretty where we? high. The place the where VIPs we actually
4: lit it up. Yeah, like, we got a few looks that we were crazy when we were kind of turning it up a little bit, but then they started going with us, you know, so it, it worked.
3: On the first day, somewhat, we were, like, second row from the back, I think, or we had, like, one row behind us, and someone asked me to actually sit down during a match
2: so she could see.
5: <laughs> I've never oh, been yeah. more
2: mad in my whole life. I can imagine. We, we try to, like, there's one section where we try and put you know more of the corporate people you know they the, either the sponsorship people or the mgm people or people that we think aren't going to get into it we try to jam them into that one section that's mostly off camera um, it, it, but you know sometimes they spill over into the into the, uh, the you know <laughs> the main sections people get they either get it or they don't you know it's one of those things like you you're either going to you're either going to you know let your hair down have a beer and enjoy it or you're going to sit there and stare and say, "What the hell did I just get myself into?" Luckily for us, we've we've got our we've got our group, we've got our family, we've got our people that that like to be there, um, you know, and and uh, um, you know, we, we, we always push to have as many real fans in there as possible because it, you know, obviously my job is to protect the show and 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 whatever's on the screen is is you know has to be protected and and the the vibe of the crowd is a big part of that
0: well i think i think a lot of those vips actually got into it with us I yeah just they do one, one grumpy bump right behind us that whose feet were sore that did not want to stand up and we were just not sitting down and dude when when people see the end of this season they'll know why we weren't sitting down that was just yeah. not physically possible for any of us to do at that point in time
2: there's no excuse to be sitting down in ultima lucha trace that's for sure
0: all right so here's my next question for you guys how do we get the last real heels more over than they already are.
1: <laughs> Kill us. Kill us. <laughs> Kill
3: us. Oh, God, Urban. What? Urban, I know. where's they, J-Man? They,
2: they, get man- they get mentioned by Stryker and Vamp. They get to be part of the Believer's Backlash. I don't know. It's like they go back to the episodes that you guys were sitting in the crowd and they cut those shots into every episode. It feels like, it feels like J-Man and Urban have been in every single episode this season.
0: <laughs> but we love that. That's what. That's what <laughs> part of what makes the whole thing great. We need as much of that as we can possibly get. Like, uh, it's, um, so
4: I strongly disagree in the putting the heels over. I don't even know who they are or listen to that podcast. I just want to say that. Hi, Urban. <laughs> Such a dick. <laughs> um,
0: so I, I'm I'm curious to know what everyone's reactions are. I mean, we know we know Eric signed off on it, so we, he's got to like it a little bit at least. So what what are you guys reactions to
3: Johnny Mundo? Uh, holding the strap right now is this uh, is this gonna work I think it's gonna work I think Mundo has had that presence ever since he turned heel um, where he's just so entertaining he's working the cameras he's working the live crowd I mean you don't see on TV half the times that he's flipping off the crowd and telling them to go fuck themselves you know it's it's really cool cool. it's really fun I kind of would I kind of wish that sexy star would have held the belt longer but that also makes me hate Johnny more.
4: Exactly. Mm. It makes you hate Johnny Mundo. If you're pissed off right now, hey, that's what they wanted you to feel. Good job, guys. <laughs> I feel it. I feel yeah, it. No, but um, now I think Johnny Mundo's an awesome champion just because like not even knowing the stuff that happens later, like he's he's just delivered so much for me, like uh, like the all night long match. Yeah. He's like, He's, the fun we had at that commercial shoot for the for the city of LA tourism that was pretty awesome. Did you guys go to that? Yeah, yeah, me uh, and Byron did. Justin. I didn't go. I wasn't around then, but man, those guys went. Oh, no, the other, and other guy white and James. James. I didn't go. Yeah, it was me and Jay Ray and his brother James, and uh, yeah, it was that was cool. Whom I had to jump off the office twice.
3: <laughs> Didn't you weren't you nervous about um, meeting Puma because you were you had said some stuff to him when he was fighting Pentagon?
4: You know when I met Puma, I asked him to do a Cerro Miedo in the picture, like when he sero would me in the face a couple weeks before and he just laughed. That's so darted worked out. That's... And Mundo's doing it too, so he asked me he actually asked me to show him how to do Cerro Miedo Mundo. So I helped him out a little bit. <laughs> And then uh, we talked about Chingo and Sissimo a bit, which is good.
2: For that commercial, he really jumped off the office for twice because they didn't use that. <laughs> oh, geez! Ow, don't tell him that. No, I don't know. I don't think they used it. I think they used it. Did they? Uh, you know, something else he did with Johnny, but I don't. I mean, he he loves jumping off the office. I, I have this uh, video um, of uh, Adam uh, and Helico practicing. And, and it was like Adam and Puma, Adam Puma. And Puma didn't have to go that day. He just kept, they kept taking turns, um, practicing that shot. Um, and he loved to do it. Anytime there was, anytime anyone was doing uh, practice jumps off the office, you know, we'd put a little crash pad in there and he would always go up and do crazy stuff off of it. And he was, you know, he was a lunatic, but, but <laughs> the mask is off and there was a Pentagon and a bunch of other people with their masks off. Otherwise I'd send it, I'd, I'd post it somewhere.
0: Urban, what do you think about Mundo's champion? You still there, Urban? He's muted. I'm muted. Uh, <laughs> champion. I'm pissed off. I'm pissed off.
1: Just, you wanted sexy sorry. keep it longer? Uh, <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know. Hold on. Hold on. Sorry. Technical
0: difficulties. Got to plug in the phone. Oh, uh, you know what <laughs> hurt him with his pants down. Well, I thought you had a case of the massaros for a minute there. Thought you were kind of getting gassy or something. So,
1: uh apparently Lucha Gringo left the call. Uh this is a perfect opportunity. I hate Lucha Gringo. Fuck Lucha Gringo. Uh I was upset. I was very upset. Uh To see Taya screw over Sexy Star just pissed me off. Uh, No, I don't like Mundo as champion.
0: (sighs) I I, love it. You're killing killing the room there, Urban. (laughs) (laughs) But what's the but? What's the caveat?
1: But I liked how it went down. It was good. Um, I can't wait to see what they do from here. Uh Lucha Underground's always they're always doing something crazy, man. Did you see that fucking of- rabbit did you see the rabbit tribe debut? Rabbit tribe. that awesome. was the next
0: thing I was gonna get to is um Mr. Paul London got like the Y two J level intro here where weeks and weeks and weeks we're seeing the teaser and we finally get this guy in the ring and he gets a title match. He gets a trio's title match right off the bat. Whose idea was that?
2: Um, dj roach I don't know I don't remember which one <laughs> probably probably dj um look we knew those guys were gonna be over big time uh just you know and you guys saw them they they had dark matches and we had um different versions of of, of what uh um, of what they would wear you know like we we tried to get the gimmick sort of evolved in some dark matches there um, and then once we kind of hit that sort of Clockwork Orange meets Mad Hatter thing. Um, it, it just, it, and, and Paul is so funny and uh, uh, Mala Suerte and Saltador kind of got into their characters and it just was so weird and bizarre and uh, we sort of assumed that that um, um, it would be one of those sort of things that's so weird, how do you hate it? Like there's no possible way you could hate something that odd. Um, <laughs> and and uh, i think we were right um so you know we brought him in you know and, and paul you know people don't understand is paul's been involved with the show since i think season two early in season two he's been an agent um and uh, you know he works backstage and helps put together matches and he speaks fluent spanish and english and you know we just these guys have been working on a way to bring him in and he had actually had a match in uh ultima lucha 2 that we cut that we cut out because it just, it didn't make a lot of sense. And he, we wanted to give them a bigger, um, open. Uh, oh
0: yeah. You know, I remember that. And I remember yeah. cameras being on that too. And I was like, Oh, well, so then the, the rabbit tribe thing's going to build, but it didn't. So
2: yeah. And, and then what was funny is, is our editors are, um, you know, when we originally had these promos, we have these editors, um, Ryan Hermosura and Nick Stoller, uh, Hemi Hambone, and I don't know, <laughs> Stoller the baller or whatever they, they're, they're, they're <laughs> they just got really into these promos and they started doing really weird stuff. And like Ryan would take his camera out into the local park and he'd put little white bunny ears in front of the lens and he'd dance around in the bushes. And then he would do a green screen hole and he would drop the camera into the thing. And he just started going crazy with post-production. I think he was, um, probably borrowing, uh, some (laughs) borrowing some of, uh, of, of Paul London's special medicine. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when you let your editors work from home,
0: by the exactly. way. Exactly, exactly.
2: <laughs> why it's awesome. And so we started getting these clips of, oh, Ryan, Ryan took a sw- swing at the Rabbit Tribe promo. And I don't know, initially it was probably just two or something, but they were so weird and funny and we were all just marking out over them so hard. We just gave him the long, slow burn and we kept putting in more, <laughs> more, more, uh, rabbit promos and you know sometimes the best stuff is the stuff that you uh you you leave in because it cracks you up so much you know it doesn't always make sense but if if you're watching it and you're laughing every time um you know we all we would all just we would all when we would screen this we would all just laugh at these stupid ridiculous promos and so we just kind of leaned on it you know if a little is funny a lot is even funnier
0: (laughs) (laughs) well no i love I, i love the the Uber long dicties of the whole thing like give me seven episodes of promos just leading <laughs> up to it. I just think that that's classic that's it, me,
2: you know it was really Ryan was just killing like, it with, right with the editing Ryan was just killing it with these little things he's going out in, in at night and he's shooting all this weird stuff and he's trying to buy a bunny rabbit from the pet store and then, like, <laughs> we shut that down and we didn't have Peter reps. And I mean, we had to license footage of that little white bunny and like it was the whole thing was so ridiculous that we just, we had to get as much mileage out of it as we possibly could.
3: Was there anything you had, to you had to cut out or say no to with what he was trying to do?
2: Um, no, I think there might've been, there might've actually been one more that we lost for time. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't think, I think, uh, I think we just let him go crazy on that one. I mean, it was just, you know, it it was just stupid shit. And we were all just sort of enjoying it. So we just said, go crazy, Ryan. And and every week we had a new, uh, something new to laugh at. Um, And I'm trying to think if there's even one more. I don't know. I mean, we're talking about next week. And and Casey, next week you are going to flip your shit. Next week is the greatest episode. Probably... Top two or three all time for me is next week's episode. For all for yeah. all hundred and whatever episodes, next week you cannot miss it. It is so I, good. I
4: have a feeling I was there, and I know what you're talking about. And they
2: teased it. They set it up. They set it up today. Yeah, in the today's episode with the Black Lotus. Yeah, the Gauntlet match.
0: We were there for that, and uh, uh was. It? We were sitting on the opposite side. Me and Casey were sitting on the opposite side. We were trying to. In the middle of the season, we tried to switch it up and do some different things with
4: where we were yeah. sitting. That's, oh, yeah, I wanted to say that because people were asking me where I was during Aztec Warfare. I was sitting over by the announce table instead of by the office. Yeah, so, so you'll, were like,
0: see, hey. you'll see me and Casey kind of pop up in different places through uh, the rest of the season if if we even make camera. Un- unlike J-Man and Urban, we're not just trying to get camera time. We're trying to enjoy
2: the product from every I, angle.
1: I haven't <laughs> even been on since season three. What are you talking about?
2: Urban's just, always getting his shit. In, who are
1: always. you confusing? <laughs> who are you
0: confusing me? No, Urban is Urban is the best though because Urban is my guy that I can go to. Like, is this cool or not? Because he wasn't there, so he's not going to mark out just overseeing stuff that he was there for the
2: taping. Oh bullshit! You know, Urban like, doesn't remember five minutes of being in the temple. I know that for a true. fact. He can't remember any of it.
0: No, but those first four minutes, you got that remember, <laughs> got me there, man.
2: <laughs> Oops
1: that's <laughs> that Paul London medicine man
2: yeah It's legal out here in California
0: yeah it is it is 100% oh now um yeah. Cobra Moon I, I I'm loving the acting level that Cobra Moon has kind of taken her game to this is something I wasn't really expecting to see and and you know like since we're guys that go to the temple a lot we don't see any of the acting stuff but I am honestly very surprised with her Um, And I loved what she was doing when she came out during the trios match today, just like her presence was actually kind of setting it off. And we know all the stuff that's going on with her and Drago from the backstage segments and Vinny's gassy ass and all, all that nonsense. (laughs) But like, did you know when you brought her in, did you guys have an idea that you were going to use her so much in vignettes? Or is that something that just kind of came about? Like how do do you know someone can pull off the vignettes? Uh,
2: you, You don't um you know you got to roll the dice a little bit and then adjust accordingly um you know i think that she's definitely gotten better uh, the more we've worked with her um i think uh um it's hard when you don't have you know and people don't realize you know if you don't have dario helping you in a vignette you're you're kind of like you're you're out there on your own you're a little bit exposed you know what i mean um when Dario's in a scene, you never really worry because you can always cut to him and he's doing something very interesting and he's got a facial expression that's selling the dialogue that you're hearing. And, um, you know, when you don't have Dario in a scene, then you have to sort of be um, smart about how you write it. You have to be smart about how it's shot. Um you know, and here she is, she's going in and she's doing a lot of scenes with Spanish speaking actors, which is you know, totally she, you know, she speaks Spanish. She's fluent in English and Spanish, so she understands the dialogue. But but, you know, it's kind of a lot to ask her to do, um, uh, especially, and she, you know, she wears a mask, too, which makes it even more complicated. So, yeah, it, she's done a really nice job um, sort of um, setting up the storyline and where that's headed. And there's more of that to come um, and uh, without giving anything away. Uh, you know, th- there, there's a, a really cool storyline that, that, uh, develops out of what she's doing now. Well, I mean, well, I the
3: think person that, she was watching was
0: Daga. Yeah. Well, Daga's gone now. We found that out. What last week or the week before That's who Well, as DJ said, you're never dead until you're
2: dead, dead. Oh, you really <laughs> dead. <laughs> until. <laughs> until you end up on the lieutenant's wall <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure you're ever totally dead
0: yeah at some point we do need to get out Captain what the Vasquez line it is with you confirmed. Up on a yeah we need to figure out what the confirmed kill line is <laughs> in lucha
2: underground one of these days but we're, we're not entirely sure sometimes it depends on the, the united states visa and immigration department <laughs> 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 But, you know, we're trying to be legal about that. We're trying to, uh, uh, you know, we, we have to make sure that everybody is, is uh, working legally when we shoot them here in the U.S.
0: Oh, even more so these days, I'm afraid. <laughs> That's true, but I do know a guy, so it's we put in a word. <laughs> you do know, and you know why That's funny because I said that I was like, "Oh, Lucha Underground will be fine. Those guys will get in. Erica, just uh, make a phone call." <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh man, don't get me started.
0: <laughs> I, 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 I can't get you started because there's no way you could possibly finish that. You know?
2: <laughs> no, we would this this. It's so nice for me to talk about something else because for for literally two weeks straight, every conversation anybody has with me starts and ends with uh, our president elect, and and I'm sort of over it. Uh, so I'm happy to talk about uh, 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 Eashuri uh, and, and and the rest of the the stardom girls uh, that you know over over Donald Trump any day.
0: Well, dude, and and stardom is amazing, and I I'll, I'll say this about the the whole Trump thing is like the lucha underground last week and the ufc also for me couldn't have come at a better time it's like let's just sit back and enjoy something together everybody like i I don't care where you side or where you stand and you know i kind of went back and forth with kevin cross a little bit about what some of his beliefs and issues were yeah. Yeah, yeah
2: he's pretty out there huh
0: yeah, and I, I asked him flat out. I was like, "Is this gonna make you a heel in Lucha Underground or what?" And he was like, "Oh shit, I never thought about
4: that." Yeah, uh, it worked for Cage and Triple A, that's for sure.
3: Yeah, yeah,
0: well, he's a little more the real version of that, but nonetheless, I, I love Kevin, and I'm sure he's gonna listen to this too. So Kevin, I love you. Don't I, he's an open-minded opinion about everything, and but at the same time, my point was that when Lucha Underground rolled around on Wednesday, at first it was like, man. I'm not ready for this yet. But then it was like, shit, that's exactly what I needed. And then the UFC rolled in on the weekend and it was like, okay, this is great. More pissing Casey off with Connor winning.
2: And, oh, boy, and boys and I, I screwed dude, up. I, I had called Eddie Alvarez win on that one. I was, you totally told
0: not Eddie Alvarez, didn't you? Uh, a, yeah. l- a lot yeah. of people. Bro, I brought what? It up.
4: Every time I brought it up, I said, Eric Van Wagner agrees with me. So all you right. guys can fuck off. And
2: we were, we were, were wrong we were wrong although i will say that can i make another prediction or maybe i shouldn't uh, no no
0: no please do please because these are very entertaining <laughs>
2: huh. yoel beats the shit out of uh, uh 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 michael bisping how about that
0: i don't oh! know if that's a prediction so much as prophecy like i love Bisbing. i'm so happy that he won i am definitely afraid for the man that he's got to
4: face yoel uh, yeah i actually tweeted the second that challenge went out. It was nice knowing you, Michael Bisping.
2: (laughs) That uh, guy was a monster.
4: He looked great. He's pretty old. I mean, some Drago uh, Apollo Creed shit. If he dies, he dies. You know, he's 39. Yoel's
0: 39. So he's up there. Um, Bisping's 40. I think I want to say Bisbing's 41. He's my age. Oh, wow. A couple of old timers. Yeah, and that's the thing, though. But does Yoel look like he's that age? No.
2: God bless <laughs> science. Huh? A couple
0: old-timers. He yeah. met
4: you and Bisping, Justin, not Yoel
0: and Bisping. No, uh, just... Look, Bisping, Bisping might have a chance against me. But against Yoel, <laughs> uh, he's toast. And, uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, and poor Machida, he's getting up there, too, and he just got suspended for 18 months for whatever he did. I, I feel bad for that guy, too. Well, like, What dude. happened there? Because I didn't hear that shit oh he he popped hot for something that's not even like a really like a, a performance enhancing thing but it's still on the band list it's like some minor thing but you know he took it in a supplement and he wasn't trying to do it in competition or anything they did a random test on him and he popped hot for it he copped to the whole thing and uh he thought he would get a little bit of a, a leniency on the sentencing but usada came after him hard and hit him with 18 months you know right. nice yeah. thailand red bull that shit's dangerous yeah, I mean at this point it's like these guys have to stop shopping at GNC. That's the bullshit. <laughs> like if it's not a, anything stronger than the Flintstone vitamin, you might want to think about it twice before you do it cuz Usada is on these dudes now.
4: Well, honestly, if you want to if you want to talk about shopping at GNC, talk to CW Anderson the wrestler. He'll he'll scare you away from ever buying anything there again. Tell the story. Oh, dude. So he he bought a bunch of stuff and he was talking to the people there and they were recommending like, oh, you should take this. You should take this. You should take this. And He's like, fuck, yeah, I'll buy all of it. His kidneys shut down. Jesus, like, yeah, it's the the supplements that your kidneys shut down.
0: That's horrifying.
4: Dude, I don't know, but they do say in some of the shit that, you know, it could cause kidney and liver problems like science and stuff like that. So you never know. Wow. He's weak.
3: He's weak.
4: yeah
3: urban is not impressed
4: well urban's drinking a protein shake right now
0: john jones is out now too and whatever i mean look if they're cleaning up the sport great like just whatever they do i don't really care so much as make it an even playing field um you know because some of these guys like it's just it's clearly not an even playing field uh, on a certain extent and it's like if you're not doing it you're an idiot if the other guys were doing it so let's just like take it to the same level for all of these guys and then find out who's really the best. That's what it's all yes. about. It's like, Give them let, steroids. It Fine. All let them,
5: them do it all, let them all is, do it.
0: and let them all be machines and robots and Drago from Rocky four. And then let yeah, them all compete fight. at that level or don't. That's how pride hurt
4: and pride was awesome.
0: Yeah. Pride was, everybody was on the juice and they just went in there and kicked each other while they were on the ground.
4: It was great. <laughs> yeah, just- just stomping some fucking heads. It's you get a little juiced up, Monkey, just kicking you in the face. It's great. Well, it, but we'll see how
0: far that goes because like hearing stuff like Rashad Evans now having possible brain problems or, or yeah. head injuries that may keep him out of the game forever. Like, that's not what I want to hear. I've met that guy. He's, he's a great dude. Like, I don't want to hear that story anymore. So if there's things right. that can keep that from happening or at least relatively, you know, and, and, it's just tough. Like and you got this guy, Charlie Ward, who 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 just debuted in the UFC or whatever, who actually killed a guy in the ring. Like how does that guy go on with being a fighter
4: after that? I don't even know how you do that. No. Like all of the boxers that had it happen didn't really right? Like Boom Boom Mancini, yeah. I don't know, fought after
2: that. No. Well, he, he did fight after that and actually his 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 um his uh price went way up. Oh, Trouble. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. I
0: mean, I guess he's literally a killer at that point. So he did build something him to his way. head.
2: I think. It, I think it messed with him. But, but, uh, um, uh, really cool book. If anyone is into that story, uh, what is it? It's, um, something of the father. Uh, Read by Mark Kriegel, but that goes into that whole story. I mean, yeah, it's it's a heavy thing to, uh, um, uh, for these guys, these boxers that do it. I mean, man, I, I saw someone almost get. it. Killed in a boxing match. I thought he was almost killed anyway And it, it sort of ended his career this match and it, it's a tough thing to see I mean, it sort of makes you question why you enjoy it Right. Well,
0: and- I mean it is tough, but at the same time you got to say that that part of the appeal is dude This is serious. This is for real yeah. This is two guys really honestly putting it on the line in a in a martial combat kind of situation Um, And you never want to see bad things happen. I don't want to see the bad leg breaks I don't want to see anyone permanently hurt but the threat of that is implicit when you get into a combat sport it really is and it's it's sad and it's dangerous and it's scary but but at the same time that hopefully will make people have respect for what these guys do as as you know boxers or martial artists or combat performers of any kind even wrestling that they're putting their bodies on the line for your entertainment for their families for their paychecks and and it's a big big deal when you meet these guys like i've done interviews with them for these shows and whatnot and and i love it when you get those personal stories and you realize how important it really is and it really is life or death for a lot of these guys when they go and perform even though it's just a performance
2: and i think when you're when you're a, a producer a tv producer of this kind of stuff you, you you always have to remember that, you know, you always have to keep that uh, completely in the forefront of how you produce it. And, you know, like what I say, and, you know, I know look, I've done stuff with boxing and MMA and pro wrestling and uh, Thai boxing. And the one thing I say, look, the show is most important, but it's a distant second compared to people's safety. You know, I um, we almost killed somebody when we were testing bully beatdown, if you can believe it. It was a complete freak accident, snapped a guy's leg, compound fracture. He was in the hospital for something like three months. He had a blood clot, went to his lungs. Yeah. Like the dude almost died from just testing a stupid MTV show. And, you know, living through, so watching that, you know, being three feet away from it when his, you know, his shin bone is sticking out through his leg, that's pretty horrible. And I, you know, you think about that. And every time, you know, you fire up the cameras and you're shooting these people doing these stunts, I never, I, I think about that every single time. And, um, you know luckily I've had a lot of the same safety people uh, involved from the very beginning you know the medic on bully beat town is uh, cutman Carlos Vargas who you know has over hundred title fights in boxing and um, he worked on every single show that I've done um, and you know you need guys like that you need people who trust and you need a team that all embraces the idea that you um, the single most important thing is the safety of the people involved and it comes way over the show and producers don't realize how real it all really is. I I don't think.
0: Alright, so I gotta ask you this. Since we're talking about injuries, could Eva Lease have possibly been the first women's Lucha Underground champion if her damn ankle hadn't kept giving out?
2: I think it's possible. Yeah. I mean I, I think um I mean, you know, Evie's so popular it's ridiculous like yeah. you know she can't do it you know people love her um i think that you know she got that that opening spot in season two and you could tell how we treated her in season two that you know we yeah. were thinking about it you know and it was like i mean we that's weren't thinking I'm about cool. it and that's, that's the case you. but but you knew that if people were buying into evie doing it i think she was a major groundbreaker for us because you know she was obviously the first female to hold a title um a men's title in lucha underground and she was the first female to get a one-on-one title shot. So she, you know, broke a lot of those uh, firsts. And I think that, um, you know, there was a certain amount of hey, let's let's gauge the reaction, um, uh, you know, to 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 it. And you know, some people loved it, some people hated it, uh, as usual. And that's kind of okay, I think. Um, um, but but you know, I think a lot of people really respected her. And and you know, I, I think she was hurt at that point like i you know i, I like i said it, this wasn't something that was planned six months in advance you know this sort of was decided i think you know we had to change some storylines and change some people that were you know going to be doing certain things and and um, um but she wasn't she wasn't available to us at the time that episode was shot
0: yeah and, which kind of things i mean dude when i saw her scream oh no at that yeah. match whenever that was a couple weeks ago i like i got choked up i was just like oh man you can i don't know if it was planned or written or whatever but you can see it on her face after she does that that spot and comes down on her foot that she's just like fuck this cannot be happening to me yeah that was a really
2: that was a really bad week uh um, yeah i think that was the same weekend that that jack got hurt and then Helico broke his arm and I mean, it was just it, may, it, may, it was either there were either like consecutive weeks or something, but but yeah. uh, that was one of those times where you're just like, man, we we were we were just we couldn't seem to catch a break in those. In I the, think there was there was a
0: little thing with Mister Jeff that that time too, wasn't there? Right
2: around then, with who? Oh, with, Cobb. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, That was right around there too. Yeah. And Oh, Phoenix four nose. oh. What shit What a shit show that was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was uh can we talk yeah. about that i mean it's ne- it never it never airs hasn't right it, hasn't no, it doesn't aired. but but that was just some people got in, getting into the moment and it was like what Just <laughs> like, what the fuck are you thinking like uh, i mean maybe we'll talk about it after it airs but yeah that yeah, was that, sure. that was some gross ass <laughs> shit too that was <laughs> yeah that was a lot to take in
4: I, yeah, just from the bottom of the stairs, we could tell it was gross ass shit. And yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> I love you. If you can get Casey grossed out, dude, you have gone a long way because this dude has seen every ridiculous horror movie that's ever been made. Um, yeah. Shout out to the every day too. <laughs> Okay, I got to ask everyone this who here has seen Enter the
3: Ninja? Me. Byron, oh, have you watched Enter the Ninja? No, I work with too many ninjas, so what, is, what does me that mean? Anymore. Ninja please. What are you talking about? No, it's <laughs> I'm not referring to people like you.
0: <laughs> what do you mean like wow. me? You don't what? like my tabby boots? You're like you're, you're like half Irish. You don't like my shurikens? You don't like my nunchucks? What are you talking about? People like Everybody me. Everybody likes nunchucks.
3: Bro. I, I hear, I hear. Why people say ninja too much during the day, and it just—I have an aversion to ninja. Oh,
0: I forgot you work in the whole "go ninja, go ninja, go" world. Yeah.
4: Well, in, in in honor of the impending ninja debut, I still say they're not really ninjas. They're Lotus Triad, but people keep calling them ninjas online. So, I'm, very,
3: I'm very excited
4: for that crap.
3: next week. I'm still so pumped for that. And I'm also, I'm still really bummed. Eric, about you're talking everything.
4: over Eric saying I'm right. Stop it.
3: He wasn't going to say that. <laughs> no one would say that. I'm the, just that. The, the, the taping for next week is one of the, well, all the tapings I was really bummed to miss and anytime I missed one. I was just so extremely upset about next week's episode and I've been waiting. I been blame,
0: I blame me and Casey because we definitely were like dude you should have been there you missed yeah. some shit I was waiting in front of my house for you to pick me up I don't think we ever even told you what happened though so <laughs> you're gonna have to watch and see but I, it was
3: just well I um, know that I know the stardom girls and I've, I've been super stoked to see them you
4: know yeah you're not the only ones considering people are trying to fucking steal them now but you know yeah, we,
2: you know, we, so we um, that was a, w- they came into town and they were on a card and down like Huntington Park or yeah. something. I don't know if any guys were down there for it, but um, uh, Melissa uh, Anderson uh, Mariposa was on that card and she, she told um, Chris or something like, you got to come check these girls out. They're awesome. And I just remember like Chris, ca- uh, DJ called me like Saturday morning or Sunday morning. He's like, dude, I just saw the greatest, you know, cause this was the summer where we were actively trying to find female rosters to add, you know, female wrestlers to add to the roster. And he called me like first thing in the morning, he's like, I just saw the three greatest Japanese wrestlers. And one of them, you know, Io, she's like, you he described her as a uh, Japanese Phoenix, Japanese female Phoenix. He's like, you, we you gotta come check them out. So I uh, like, I drove down and I met like Marty Elias down there. Um, in Huntington Park and we watched like it was you know in one of these little rec centers and there was maybe a 200 people in there with the most 100 150 and we just watched it and I might it was just mouth, mouth dropped i couldn't believe how good she was and then that's actually where we saw um uh Thunderosa that's where where we saw um Black uh, um Cobra Moon uh we saw, that's the first time we'd seen her um there were a couple other girls that were at that that we that that we really liked and we tried um uh, who was it? It was, um, uh, what's the, she's a TNA now. Um, she's, I think half Korean. Um, oh, uh, really, Mia Yim? yeah, Mia Yim and, um, uh, what's it? Santana Garrett were on that card as well. Mm. And, 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 so we were just like, that whole card was just like stacked with great female, uh, wrestlers. Um, and so, you know, I, I met Mr. Ogawa who is sort of the manager of the stardom girls and started a little dialogue with him and, and, um, you know, we worked it out. So there was one weekend that was open, um, for, uh, that they weren't working. Cause those girls were booked like crazy and they were headed to like Las Vegas. And, um, and so they had the, they had like the Saturday free or something like that, Saturday, Sunday. So that happened to time up well with, uh, Aztec warfare and, and those guys did a good job of, you know, writing it into the storyline. And it was, it, it just, it, it was a home run for us. And you'll, when you see the episode next week um you'll 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 believe me it was fantastic
4: yeah it's like Yo Shirai a lot of people have their eye on her I gotta tell everyone to watch out for Kyrie hojo too because she's yeah. fucking amazing um yeah. probably looking hot too female wrestler in the world her elbow Ooh. is the best elbow in the wrestling business like it rivals randy savage and i know that's blasphemy to a lot of wrestling fans
0: Ooh, wow <laughs> so, just say since randy savage you can say since randy savage and it's okay you don't have to say rivals him like like they could drop an elbow like randy today
4: well no i don't she doesn't even drop it like randy she drops it like she's completely trying to destroy both herself and the opponent And that's fucking awesome like randy yeah. Looked like he was trying to kill you, but she was just... It's like reckless abandon. It's fucking amazing. It's like some shit a superhero would do. It's great. Well, I, I, Yeah, I'm not going to spoiler any
0: of it, but I will say that during what the Stardom Girls did uh, appearing next week on the show, there were a couple of times, I think, where Casey and I actually collar-grabbed each other like, what the hell are we watching? Yeah. What is this? <laughs> like, it was like... Uh, I spent as much time turning to Casey and looking at him and going, holy shit, as we did watching the match, for sure. Like, we had no idea, like, what we were, like, even how to process it. And and that's it's, just a re- it's a
2: really good build between um, the, the, as, as you know, as the matches happen, the build is really, uh, it's just perfect. It's one of those few times where, you know, they send me late at night after the taping, they send me the line cut and, I never download, you know, I can download it and watch it. Like I woke up the next morning so excited by that, by that episode. I downloaded the line cut, watched it that morning, and then went back to the temple and, 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 you know, we had a whole day. And it's one of the very few times I've downloaded a line cut to watch it. I think the other time was um, uh, the original Grave Consequences. So, so I'm, I'm holding that episode up to a pretty high standard.
0: Speaking of Grave Consequences, can't believe you guys put freaking Puma in a coffin. So mad. Uh bro, with a
4: shovel? where's your shovel getting him out of the ground,
0: Justin? Oh, you don't know what I do on the weekend, dude. I've 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 searched all around Boyle Heights, man. I will get him out of the ground if I have to. I will make this happen, damn it.
4: Uh. <laughs> He's like uh, hanging out like Ryan Reynolds right now with a cell phone.
0: Look, before <laughs> we leave ninjas though, I do I we have to talk about Ender the Ninja. Eric, yes, if you we haven't do. seen this movie, you have to watch Ender the Ninja. The- <laughs> What is Urban, it? Byron, you do. OK, so I got to tell you, like for some kids, it was watching Bruce Lee. But you have to understand that for my age bracket, Bruce Lee was on TV um, and they were the watered down versions of the Bruce Lee movies.
4: Yeah, they cut all the shit out.
0: They cut all the shit out. They had different names or whatever. Like I, in my mind, there's like 18 Bruce Lee movies because they would change the name of his movies and water it down and make some TV cut out of it, some airline cut, as they used to call them. Mm-hmm. Um, so Bruce but- Lee wasn't the shit to me. Then in like the mid eighties, I was probably nine or 10 years old on VHS. I saw this movie, Enter the Ninja. It's a Canon movie, Golden Globus. Um, yeah. And and one of them actually directed this because he was supposed to be doing the Death Wish 2 movie with Charles Bronson, but he got kicked off of it. So he came and was that Men- Menachem Casey? Yeah, Which Menachem one of
4: them? Yeah. Oh, oh man. Like if you guys, if you guys want to see a little more about it, watch that Canon documentary, Electric Boogaloo, because it's fucking amazing. I I love this movie, Dustin. Give us us some history, man. So,
0: but for me, you got to understand, I'm a product of this generation. And I realized when Casey was like, dude, this movie's on Amazon again. I was like, oh, I got to watch it again. I watched it and I was like, holy shit. This is where it started for me. And Mm -hmm. for me, it wasn't about the Chinese martial arts or the Kung Fu or the Shaolin Fists of Death or anything. It was these ninja movies. And I got into the Japanese stuff. My mom, even though she's a black woman, had lived in Japan in college and had studied abroad. And she had brought a lot of Japanese culture into our house. We had a full size Kodo, not one of those little ones, like one of the (laughs) big ones in our house i had eaten sashimi in cleveland ohio by the time i was nine or ten years old like most kids you know in l.a sure but in cleveland ohio you don't go out for sashimi we were going Man, to I'm like a, a very traditional japanese restaurant for it and i had sapuro ichiban noodles in my house not like the Maruchan 23 cent ramen noodles we had like the real udon and and, and ichiban sapuro ichiban noodles like, I grew up kind of in, and I got into the Japanese culture. So when I saw a ninja movie, and they were talking about Japanese martial arts, as opposed to the Chopsaki kind of Chinese martial arts and, and stuff that had been prevalent in the 70s and early 80s, I lost my shit. That was when I got into jujitsu. I studied Ishin-ru karate. I started kickboxing. I bought tunfa sai, swords, tabby boots, like... <laughs> I lost my mind for the martial arts that's what got me into it i didn't even like boxing before that and then casey making me watch this movie again made me realize that this is the root of it all for me i wouldn't be on this podcast now i wouldn't be into any kind of combat sports or anything martial arts related if it were not for this stupid canon enter the ninja movie and it wasn't the main guy the main guy was weak he wasn't even a karate guy at all. Like his stunt man was the guy who wrote the movie was supposed to star in it. And then he ends up just kind of being the stunt guy for the white ninja because you got to have a white guy in it. Right. But you don't. And they found that out. The bad guy, Shokusugi, who was like, you know, third or fourth build real karate practitioner. Yeah. He's a total legit badass. He had nunchuck skills like Bruce Lee, um, all the stuff that you see in the movies is him doing it as practical stunts. And hes he is a ninja. He's the reason why you get ninja turtles, ninja anything. I don't even think we would know what a ninja is in America if it weren't for this guy, Sugi, And totally blew my mind. And I know I've gone off on a complete rant here, but I just got to tell you that this movie, Into the Ninja, Canon Films, and there's a trilogy of them, Revenge of the Ninja, and Ninja 3 The Domination, which has the girl from Electric 2, Electric, Breaking, or, two. Breaking 2, Electric Boogaloo, in it. who yeah. was married she to Craig called, Peligian, by she the gets way. possessed
4: <laughs> by a ninja. Really? She becomes a ninja because she's possessed by a ninja, which is freaking amazing.
0: <laughs> Best ninja movies ever. Watch these three movies, people. Sorry to go off on a rant. I'm boring. The, I'm boring yeah, Eric to tears Other than the fact that, that I'm
4: gonna uh, say it's gonna be on the L Ray it. Network eventually because these are in the L Ray wheelhouse big time.
2: Yeah, it's, the guy you gotta you gotta you gotta pitch Skip on on a marathon of this because you know Skip uh, Skip Mason, the guy who directs all of our vignettes, you know he's as Mark he's as big of a martial arts movie mark as he exists. And he has a ton of sway at the El Rey Network. And so well,
0: look, like, I got a bone to pick with Skip then because they showed Trancers 1 through 5, but I am actually in Trancers number 6. I have a death scene in Trancers number 6, and it's the only one they didn't show. And I know it's a piece of shit, but you got i in routine. it.
2: It's for they, probably, they ran out of money for number 6. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, no, no. I think Charlie Band, uh, the, the owner of Full Moon himself, doesn't like number 6 because oh, the main... Yeah.
4: I tried talking to those dudes about it at a convention and they like quickly swept it under the rug and changed the subject. They do not like that movie for some reason. But it's not my
0: fault. I actually did, I was a an audio guy. I started off the show as an audio guy. Then I was the dolly grip. And then uh, the one black guy in the cast didn't show up one day. So they were like, oh, you, you know some stunt driving and stuff. You want to be his stunt driver? And then they realized that my skin tone and his didn't match at all so they put me in as his henchman for basically the rest of the whole movie and the martini shot of the whole film is me actually getting a line uh when a kid comes out of the jail cell and i say hey where the hell do you think you're going that was the final shot of the entire production was they gave me a line because i had just pretty much done every job on the film um but then, you know, I, I feel like I got burned by El Rey that they didn't even show it. My big, that was my big break. yeah and was like We, we got send more. that
4: one to Eric because once he sees it, he's gonna want everyone to sell Drago's Mist like you sold the acid to the ice because it's <laughs> so great.
2: <laughs> well, I will say you get a, th- coming up, you're on a run of reaction shots, uh, Justin, that are spectacular. Oh, Just so man. you know that's coming. I was, awesome. at, we were doing the mix on an episode yesterday and, uh, and there was like full on, like you can make a GIF out of it. It was that good.
0: Oh, see a we lot of times the camera back. will, the camera will come over towards me and I get more fired up cause I'm pissed because the cameraman's standing in my way. Ah. So I'm
5: like, oh, oh, oh.
0: <laughs> but that's, that's actually at the cameraman to get the cameraman to move. That's Brandon Haberman.
2: You sit in Brandon's section. Yeah,
4: Brandon.
2: Brandon's, Brandon's pretty awesome. cool though, man. Like- Brandon's a Mark, man. Brandon. Brandon is. Uh, uh, he drives down from Utah to to to, to he in his car just to shoot uh, Lucha Underground. And uh, he was a cameraman for me on um, on Tough Enough and uh, Legends House. And he's also done Survivor and Apprentice and all the other Mark Burnett stuff. But he he um, like I used to <laughs> he would be like wearing his rock t-shirts uh, on like Tough Enough, like <laughs> hey, Brandon. <laughs> You, you kind of need to be more. <laughs> why don't you wear your crew shirt and not be such a mark, please? You know, <laughs> <laughs> kind
4: of looks like the heavy metal version of Chris Hardwick from The Nerdist and uh, Talking Dead and stuff.
2: Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. But, but but he's a he is he is as big of a wrestling fan as exists oh, yeah. on our production. Oh
4: <laughs> man, there was a small portion of the season, which is right around Graver Consequences, that he wasn't there. And there was a different cameraman in his spot and we missed him so much because that (laughs) that new guy right up our (laughs) nose with the camera you know (laughs) i remember that like we're we're so glad to see you don't ever leave again
2: no but the, the guy who subbed for him was peter weary who's like Uh, he's one of the best cameramen in, in, he's the DP on Survivor. He's the DP on Apprentice. He shoots all these crazy, he's from, he's this Dutch guy living in Brazil he's got like 23 Emmy nominations or something completely ridiculous like that. He's an amazing cameraman and he wanted to come shoot Lucha and, and the signals got crossed between me and the, the line producer and poor Brandon got bumped that weekend and I felt terrible about it. But, but, uh, um, you know, Peter, he's a legit dude. Like, his camera work was great, too. Yeah, he, he
4: got up there in those crowd reactions, though. I was, like, worried I'd have some bats in the cave or something because he was, like, right underneath, you know? But it, it was cool. It looked cool on TV. And, you know, I like seeing my face.
0: <laughs> I love that you have people lined up. Trying to work on this show, it's like success. Yeah, it's like on the end of the dial. What's the rating? The ratings are under twos, and you have like the best people in the business, like dying to be on this show. Like more people need
2: to be watching this
0: freaking thing.
2: People have fun doing it. You know, we had like um, Scott Duncan came once. Uh, I don't know if you know Scott Duncan, but in the TV business, he's like you know, he's sort of royalty when it comes to directing and 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 shooting uh, camera stuff. He he has, I think. 30 Emmys actual wins Um, he does all the film packages for the for the olympics and um, for all these major sporting events and and he'll call me and say hey can i come shoot lucha and i'll be like i dude i don't have any money i can't pay you he's like no i'll just shoot for free and uh he just shows up because he's in town and he wants to he thinks he has such a good time and then he just brings a camera and he gives us the disc and he's like have fun with it you know and we don't even tie him into we don't even tie him into the control room we just um, we just, he does a uh, variable speed cameras and he goes in and he shoots all the stuff. And then we use it in all of our, our promos and our previously ons and all this other kind of stuff. I mean, he's one of the, he's really legitimately one of the top cameramen in, in, in America right now, you know, he See, this is a
0: boss's, this is a boss's wet dream in television because, all of your guys that you have right now have to live in fear every day because there's like 20 people <laughs> that want their freaking jobs like stolman stolman better watch out for me and byron cuz we're coming like dude don't ever mess up because we will be on the phone to EB dub tomorrow like dude what's up i'll take you yeah, I, d- I did the uh,
2: official timekeeper duties on the little uh, mm-hmm. uh, cricket tour so yeah you know, what's up? Well, wait what wait,
0: wait 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 eric Eric, like we saw interview. how well you do your duties. You do your duties so well that you got your ass beat. What happened there?
2: <laughs> I took a bump. It was good. Uh, <laughs> like, I don't know if you noticed, but Mil would uh, uh, for fun, you know, he'd see me on the set and I'd always have to kind of be careful where he was because he would walk by me when he was going to go throw somebody off the balcony and I would be standing there and he would just take a shot at me. You know, he would just like, he would, he would reach out and he would glare at me and then he would push me or he'd shove me, you know, and and, like, if you know Ricky's the sweetest guy in the world, like, like I almost hate saying, you know, I don't want to break kayfabe or anything, but he's like (laughs) literally the nicest guy. And, uh, um, he would he was always when he sees me during a match and if it's kind of a moment where the throwaway moment that we cut out of he'll just give me a shove shove me against the bleachers or something It's just it's kind of an inside joke and then um he was coming out he saw me sitting at the uh at the timekeeper's table and he goes you're the timekeeper i'm like he goes i'm gonna come punch you i said all right and so like he was uh he had a match with Pentagon, and he was hitting him with everything. He was, you know, throwing all kinds of chairs and shit at him. And he comes over to grab the bell so he can hit Pentagon with it. So, like, the good timekeeper that I was, I reach out and try to pull the bell away from him, to which he just drops his hand and he clocks me. And, and I swear, like, I, you know, I was expecting it to be – and I said, "Look, you can hit me a little. You know, you can make contact." He just like I could feel the hair of his knuckles on my cheek, and then oh. I just, you know, <laughs> sort of like did the did the hard sell. Um, but, like, Oh yeah. Now's cool. the time that I have to sell this, yeah, that's yeah, the hard part about it. And, and nobody, knew, and nobody else knew that it was going to happen. And like <laughs> if you see DJ and Melissa are like, what the fuck? And even Tony <laughs> Jensen is like, ah! <laughs> trying to get out of the way. Nobody, but he and I knew that that moment was going to happen. And it was hilarious because like even the, um, the medics came over to attend to me and I'm like, no, no, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> Everyone just thought he got a little carried away. Yeah. Yeah, they 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 thought he'd really hit me. Hey,
0: look, oh, that's, that's awesome. the that's the best work in the whole business. I mean, uh, you know, Jerry Larler and Andy Kaufman will tell you in a second that uh, that's the best work in the business is when nobody else knows it's coming.
4: <laughs> it was, and it's also having a good punch is very important in the business. I'm on a lot of wrestling message boards that are very, very <laughs> enthusiastic about Mil, Mil Muertes' punching ability as being some of the top-notch punches in the business.
3: Yeah, it
2: looks like it hurts.
4: Yeah, it looks like he especially Puma's cell of it looks like he's taking his head off every time, which is pretty yeah, got
2: as he got as close to my cheek as you could possibly get without making contact. It was it was awesome. You know, and there was no I bet, I practice he, or anything.
4: Just circumcise a fly with a punch. He's so accurate. That's <laughs> awesome. He's
0: a moil. <loyal. laughs> Wait, so was this the same day that DJ decided to
2: uh get mad yeah, to I did my spot in show one and I think DJ was like, shit, I got to get in on this. This is too much fun. And Vamp 2, you know, and look, that was our last show. So we were just like, uh, you know, we were, we were being stupid. We were just like, let's just put on a big show for the fans and let's give Marty this big spot. And, you know, it was sort of like the end of three long weeks. And, um, you know, everyone was just sort of having fun. And it was a lot of our regulars are down there. So everybody was kind of into it. And yeah, that was the same day. It was just that mine was in the first show and DJ's was in in the... And DJ really went for it, man. He went flying ah. off, he went flying off the, the apron and took a hard bump and... Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I, we saw yes. that and, and believe me, I, I understand that that's kind of what uh, WWE has instilled in a lot of people that have worked for them. Like my, my old boss and mentor in reality TV, he went to work up in, in Connecticut for a while and they made him bump too. He was a total not TV guy. They put him on TV for a couple of weeks, made him bump. And just yeah. like, he's got, they, they get it in their blood. I yeah, think they he, do something. He a a
2: when he was big dick, they, he took a lot of bumps during that time. I mean, a lot. So he, you know, he kind of, he sort of, you know i mean he's 10 years older but but you know he sort of uh, uh he was excited to do it
4: but God, hey, look, I the- position i would have i would have had my arm broken by Pentagon on national television like three times by now so he's showing a lot of restraint
2: that's yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs>
4: true
2: it may happen
0: yeah let's make it happen Ooh. as long as none of the believers are getting their arm
3: broken cuz i don't I don't think hey, I could handle that. I, I'm holding cool. both my arms, but I will volunteer uh, any. I, I did. Of I
4: operations. did first, Byron. I did first. Well, look, we've always said like if the like action Byron comes Byron close to us, we'll we'll sell. Me. Yeah, we'll sell it. Um, we have we have issues with some of the fans not selling properly. But that it, we'll cross that bridge. And we'll yeah,
0: we we have to have a conversation with some of the believers. A, the return of the Mac chants need to be a little more on beat. Let's, you know, let's let's get a little more on beat, folks. That gets right now. That, that wasn't on the beat. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Who but we don't want you that? to have to do that in post. Was that you, Urban? You started
3: that No. Program? Oh, no, my God, Urban's alive. It's it's really fun watching Justin alive. while people do chants very poorly in the temple. He gets, he
4: gets so, mad. so mad. He's, like, gritting his fists, like, balling his fists up like he's going to punch somebody. But then he <laughs> unballs him to clap.
0: I just want my Latino brothers and sisters to have some timing and some soul when they do it. Just put a little something on it.
4: So are you saying us honkies are like a lost cause, Justin? Offended. You guys, I'm not even worried about. Like
0: you guys, I just say, okay, they're going to do what they're going to do. I'm talking (laughs) about my Latino brothers and
2: sisters. Like they
0: have some rhythm. They I know the what's problem, up. I think the
2: problem is, is everybody's following Sean Scoville's lead, and they're not. Oh, sure. you're so it. right.
4: You're so right. <laughs> he did get the best reaction shot in Lucha Underground history. Uh, he
0: Dave got only. He got the only <laughs> dead end to camera, first person breaking the wall reaction <laughs> shot in Lucha Underground history. That's why he it was my favorite,
2: favorite <laughs> reaction <laughs> shot
5: ever.
4: <laughs> that meme <laughs> of the gopher that looks over his shoulder and the camera pass—that's exactly what he did. He's the gopher. It's amazing.
0: <laughs> so good. So good. All right, so i gotta I gotta ask you, I, I ask everybody about this. I'm gonna ask, is Kevin Cross the bunny? Is Kevin Cross? what What is Kevin? What are you guys doing with Kevin Cross? Nobody will tell me. Kevin won't tell me. DJ won't tell me. Eric never tells me what is going on with Kevin Cross? We know he's coming to Lucha Underground. What are you guys doing with him? No, oh,
2: this is a slow burn. You're going to have to wait and see.
4: Okay, Eric, oh. for this, hit, for this hit, is El Bunny Noops. going to be the same person El Bunny was at the beginning tapings? Was
2: there an El Bunny at the beginning tapings?
4: Like, if you watch the first episode, there's footage of El Bunny just randomly spliced in there, like he did a dark match or something. Oh, God,
5: I think you're right.
4: And everyone messages me on Twitter saying, what the fuck is this? And they send me the pictures. I'm like, dude, I don't know. But I would say that even if I knew, but I really don't.
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to no sell you here. I don't I don't know what you're talking about.
0: Oh, man, you're getting no sold again. All right. But <laughs> Kevin Cross, you guys do have something cool planned for this guy, right? Because he is absolutely killing it everywhere he goes.
2: Yeah, he's great. Um, you know, look, we're... we're uh, uh, it, it's it's not completely set in stone yet, and so we don't want to hesitate to 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 say too much because um, you know we've been known to um, pull a one eighty real quick and 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 do something different at the last minute. I mean, there's a a lot of guys whose gimmicks changed like the week before they were supposed to be something else. So so uh, um, he will be prom. He will be a prominent uh, character in season four, no doubt.
0: Interesting. Well, okay, so then season four. When when is this happening? Is it January fourteenth? Is this date that I've heard kind of out there in the
2: the air? Is no, is that I don't. I think that's too soon. I th- you mean as far as like taping or, or yeah, or, just tapings. Yeah. When's, when when Yeah, yeah where, I think what's I, t- I think January fourteenth too soon. Um, you know, we we, we have to. Uh, you know, there's a, there's a lot of business um, reasons. Um, uh, you know, El Rey has, uh, you know, the the budgets have to line up by calendar year and things like that. And, and um, you know, so we won't be shooting it. We won't be funded for it any time in 2016. And so we, we want it to, you know, happen uh, at the right time in 2017. And then we have to uh, rebuild the temple because we've taken it down. So in January, that per- uh, not likely to happen in January, to be totally, you know, to be totally honest. More likely to be, you know, later, you um, you know, we, we obviously we, we want to try and uh, uh, get it in before it gets too hot. You know. <laughs> yes, uh, we would we would like
0: that <laughs> as well.
2: Yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, ideally, you know, we're 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 shooting it in the spring, um, but you know, there's there's still there's a lot of balls up in the air right now uh, from the um, the LLC. Uh, uh, level and from the uh, L Network level, there's a ton of things that are being sorted out and are being decided for calendar year 2017. And, you know, I feel extremely good in telling you that there will be a season four, but, uh, you know, until there's an official announcement, until um, uh, we have a schedule and a budget approved, um, you know, I, I, I don't want to say much more than that.
4: I that. You guys have a ton of time, right? There's like still 20 episodes no. Yes. what was
2: today today was episode 12 yeah there's we 28 have
4: 40 episodes left yeah.
2: oh yeah we have 40 in the world kill day. me
4: that's uh, like seven
0: months of television <laughs> right there
1: exactly Aaron,
0: are, are you are you upset that you got to do 28 more episodes of your show this this year
1: <laughs> yeah i am that's a lot of work man
4: <laughs> you, can, you can always come on our show and release this as an episode of last real heels justin will let you that, do that i totally what, will
0: that's Just what i'm doing right now man you <laughs> won't know <laughs>
4: um
0: okay so we've heard some tale that there may be some changes at the temple if and when it does come back it seems to me like everybody's trying to get their shit in quote unquote right, right now for what will happen with season four Mm-hmm. I mean, are there are there big plans that you can discuss of things that you'd like to see happen? I mean, whether they're approved or not.
2: Well, like you know, I think, uh, um, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I kind of, I I know what you mean as far as like rebuilding it, maybe making a little different or a little bigger, hold hold a bigger audience. You know, there's some. T- you know, Kelly, our uh, our, our production designer, K- uh, Kelly Van Patter. You know. Um, she's getting bored and when Kelly gets bored and it's she makes it miserable for all of us. (laughs) So, you know, she's, she's got some ideas and she's gonna, she's I'm sure gonna pitch us on some crazy, crazy stuff. Um, And that's, you know, you, you look forward to that. You know, I mean, you guys know working in TV, you you have to resist the temptation to get complacent and to settle into things. And, um, you know, obviously you want to keep the special sauce and what works and what works for that environment. But at the same, the same time, you know, you want to make it feel like everything is evolving and that everything is is taking risk. And I think that that's the part that we're all at least, um, you know, we're, we're comfortable with the idea of, you know, we're going to take chances on things that some of it we're going to step on our own decks and sometimes we're going to hit a home run. Um, but, you know, going through the process is the fun part. And, um, you know, we we, we don't feel the need to ever play it safe because, you know, if Luch Underground goes un- belly up and, and, and uh, you know, disappears, we'll all work again. We don't have to give up our houses. We'll just work on a less fun show, you know. <laughs> I know all, all the all these guys that work on the show, you know, they work in on a lot of different shows. You know, we're freelancers. We work on a lot of stuff. So, you know, we're, we're okay taking big swings and, and seeing what happens.
0: Well, are you going to get Chris Roach back? Because that dude
2: works a lot yeah he's, uh, the ep on a network television show um and you know he he i think so because he has when he's doing lucha underground you know he's also uh, a, a script writer you know he's written he wrote uh, whatever that last Liam uh non-stop was it the liam neeson movie is that it non-stop i think that was the name of it um he spends a lot of time writing and um uh, Lucha Underground uh, allows people to have a lot of free time during the week when they can do other stuff. Guys, you know, want to pitch or they want to, you know, do other stuff. There, you know, there's a lot of um, uh, freedom in working on Lucha Underground when you have a, a Saturday-Sunday job that, you know, that pays, a, you know, a competitive rate. And, um, you know, if you've got other things going, it, it's, it's, it's really ideal. And we have a bit, like you were saying earlier, we have a deep roster of, of, of people who work on the show any one of the cameramen has a uh, booking somewhere, you know, on another show, we got somebody willing to jump in and take their place. So, um, you know, we have a deep bench on Luch Underground, but, but Roach has a lot of fun. And, and, you know, he's doing big brother right now. He's doing the, whatever the internet Over version the top, of it, yeah. you know, um, and they love him on that show and he's great on that show. And that's not, that show's not my cup of tea, but, but, um, you know, like all reality show, I, I, I want it to succeed um because it's good for business
0: i actually feel bad because i'm a huge big brother fan and i don't have the cbs over the top app yet so i'm missing this one this is the first big brother of any kind i apologize roach this is the first big brother of any kind that i have missed i have seen every single episode of big brother for 16 or 17 seasons or whatever and uh i feel horrible (laughs) <laughs> that I'm a Lucha Mark and a Chris Roach Mark and a yeah. Big Brother Mark, and I'm not watching his damn show right now. He's going to kill me. Tell, <laughs> please apologize to him for me. If Byron's it makes
4: him feel be better, me. tell him that Byron used to work on the show as well. Right, Byron?
3: I worked on season six. I won a lightsaber in the rap party raffle, and the batteries still work.
4: Yeah, I can verify because I have played with that lightsaber in his apartment.
3: Wait, 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 wait. Are are
4: we
0: insinuating that Byron doesn't play with his lightsaber enough? Because I don't know <laughs> if I, I believe that.
1: I don't saber. think Byron has a lightsaber. I, I think you're just. I think he's teasing when he
3: says it still works. Yeah,
4: wait a you second. Know, I'm the guy
3: in this room. What are you talking about?
4: I think it's pretty great that Byron has a lightsaber when he probably thinks it's from fucking Star Trek. But you know. I got a no red. Nerd 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 is, is what I'm saying. Zero, zero nerd cred for this guy. He did. I he got one of those, those red Klingon, Klingon ones. <laughs> oh. Um.
0: So okay, Eric. My last question for you.
2: Yeah, because then I got to go watch uh, Survivor because my kids, my kids don't love Luch Underground, but they love Uncle Matt's Survivor.
0: Yeah, Van- the <laughs> other Van Wagman <Wagner's laughs> sticking it to you again. You know? Dad,
2: like my daughter's like, Dad, are we gonna watch Survivor? I'm like, Well, how about? Celebrity Apprentice—that's coming January second. Oh, I what was that again? That. January second for Celebrity January 2nd.
3: Apprentice. January second.
0: Nice. I got to well, get my heartled on. I think everyone's going to have their eyes on that show, given the current climate and the former host. <laughs> I think for you're going to wow. have a. Uh, I'm going to have my uh, eyes on
2: it because of the
4: current host. Hello, Conan the fucking barbarian. Come on. The host is pretty hard. awesome.
0: Well, he should be Conan the King, though. Let's be honest. He should have gone and made Conan the King instead of a, another Apprentice show. Well, Come you on. know,
4: that was going to happen, but Paradox Entertainment kind of fucked it up a little bit. But I but know. Like, I'm, yeah. a yeah. I'm a little upset. I'm a little mad, but it, I'm sure but Eric's I, happy.
2: I'm happy. <laughs> that guy's the coolest. I loved working with him. He was the best.
4: Yes. I probably shouldn't have just said that about Paradox Entertainment. No, I don't cool. know anyone that works there. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs>
0: Look, we all want to see Conan the King. We want to see Celebrity Apprentice with Arnold, but we also want to see Conan the King. We can say that. So here's my question for you. Lucha in vivo, Lucha on the road. We've talked to you kind of in the past, but now you've done this little tour. First of all, how'd that come about? Was that something Cricket threw at you guys or was this part of the a plan to try to test out Lucha on the road, because it, it didn't exactly seem like what I know we had talked to you about ages ago yeah. with, with maybe taking the show on the road and that's still a different thing, right? Yeah, that's that's, still that's
2: a much different experience, you know, and they, they came in and, and, you know, they've sort of like, um, they've been uh, a good partner for the L network and they, they've shown a lot of interest in, in, uh, our product specifically. Um, they, you know the purpose of it was really you know sort of a marketing activation kind of thing you know we went to places where there would be you know a lot of people like the cricket demographic whatever that is and and uh you know they picked the locations they booked us they 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 um they basically they essentially paid for uh the tour and that's why it was free and we didn't charge for tickets and you know um do anything it was turned on pretty it was turned on very late like it was literally we had like a week to promote them uh, once they started but the turnouts were great i mean we had very full houses um phoenix was a li- was the shortest sort of promotional window we had and it was also 98 degrees in blazing <laughs> uh <laughs> no shade sun and so was that, was there, there that was the
0: one where the the ring also maybe wasn't the yeah greatest? where the, and the
2: ring broke and like the yeah. first half hour of that was like oh my god but but the second show rolled around and it cooled off a little bit the crowd was was into it. They they were full, and then both Houston and San Diego were great crowds and and, and um, uh, good events. And you know we're we're hoping to expand our relationship with uh, cricket, and we're also you know talking to other advertisers who would come in. Um, certainly, I think if if we did a tour, it would be. Um, uh, it would probably be a, have a different aesthetic. It would probably be something at night uh, in a place that we could light and, you know, with, with uh, ticketed seats and things like that. Um, but But this was definitely kind of a good test balloon to see, you know, what the crowd response would be.
4: Yeah, glad it went well. It looked like everyone that went had a lot of fun. Like cricket's always been really cool to us as fans. Like I remember them hitting me up on Twitter asking me who my favorite wrestler was for their wrestler of the week and stuff like that, you know, like yeah. they, they have always been engaging us as fans. Yeah, that's really cool though.
2: You know? No, they were great. They, 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 I think would be a great partner for us. And, you know, hopefully we showed, you know, the, the enthusiasm of, of our fan base, um, and, and they'll get behind our product and, you know, and that's, that's really the key for us is to find a few sort of, um, um, you know, key sponsorships, uh, mm-hmm. people that will, that will grow with us and, uh, invest. Um, In the things like that that we do. And, um, you know, we're we're building them. We've got a few others that, that, um, you know, we're developing relationships with. Um, These things just, you know, when you work for a big company, they take time.
0: Well, cool. I I, I kind of wanted people to hear it from you, too, because a lot of people, I feel like we're getting the impression that this was the Lucha Underground on the road that they had been hearing you and DJ and a couple other people talk about. And, it, and I was saying the whole time, like, no, no, this was something I feel like they put together a little more impromptu to yeah. kind of conform to what a sponsor wanted to do. But it was also a good test run for some of what they want to do. But it's not what they were talking about doing like this isn't. The end all of lucha house shows on the road. There is still yeah. certainly more to come than just this.
2: Yeah, we had a limited roster of people we could bring, and and um, you know we were we were constrained a little bit by the locations, and and um, but you know people who people found it, and you know people were chanting and cheering, and they were into it, and um, you know I, I think that uh, I know that I know that cricket was very happy with those events. That's um, awesome. So, you know. Uh, one small piece at a time and
4: i do want to say yeah, to the yeah. advertisers out there that i have bought things because they've advertised on lucha underground like my phone i have because they advertised on season one.
5: Oh
1: my god chill harder you fuck
4: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's even better because it's Kazuya from Tekken saying it, not Urban's face. I love it though. And is I'm that a plateful
2: of uh, uh, Casey? Is that a plateful of pizza bagels? I see in your lap right there. <laughs> yeah, I'm
4: munching on some bagel bites right now. <laughs> it's so like you know, I gotta say, bagel bites. Come on, Masquerita. They tease him with the bagel bites when he doesn't have a mouth hole in his mask. That's dirty, man. Poor guys. Well,
1: speaking, speaking of masquerade and Son of Havoc, you got to see uh, a bar scene in a commercial for this, uh, loop. this L. What was it? El Rey, their their Thanksgiving thing that's hosted by uh, Stars.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, from from ah, it's fucking that Thanksgiving thing. Justin, <laughs> save me, God damn it! No, you said it like... right. I
0: didn't have to save you. It's the Thanksgiving marathon of fan favorites, fan favorites, oh, and fan favorite and... episodes. Mm-hmm. fuck lucha gringo I'm going away now
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love every bit of it um, I, I, I love urban he's great all right well Evie dub we'll let you get out of here I know you got to watch your brother's bigger
2: more heavily hey, highly hey, rated oh, show. So, less awesome less awesome show thank you Although this season's pretty good, I gotta say. I I feel like uh, (laughs) they've they've done a good job this season. I'm into it again.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah, I thought thought they kind of brought it back a little bit, too. Uh, Even though I've watched every season of Survivor as well, I'm kind of a mark for for those shows. But, um, look, congratulations to your brother. We'll never have him on. We'll only have you, so... You can at least hold that one thing over him that like tens and tens of people watching the MMM show (laughs) will definitely like
4: you better than your brother.
0: And you'll have that small little satisfaction.
2: show Show him your
4: shirt that's coming and say, I got one of these and you don't. Yes, Byron did
0: purchase yeah. you an MMM Show shirt. He got them for your colleagues, uh, DJ and Roach as well, I believe.
2: Yes, and, um, I, and I owe him a 100th episode t-shirt in exchange. So yeah.
0: send him your address what? or whatever, and we'll make sure to get those shirts over to you. But thank you for joining. I'm going to talk to these oh, idiots about God. Goldberg and Lesnar oh, now, but you can God. get it. Yeah. Oh, didn't watch God. it, you guys have fun. Goldberg.
1: There's <laughs> my hundred episode shirt. What the fuck?
0: I got one for you
1: too, Urban. Hey Woo! Urban. You say hi to J Man, okay? I will.
4: All right. Take care. Yeah, Urban, give him a big kiss for me, Urban.
0: Oh, that was the jefe. Uh, Eric Van Wagnen. All right. I don't want to Such talk, cool talk, guy, talk I don't want to talk about this forever. He is a cool guy. Lesnar Goldberg. I wanna know what your guys' thoughts are, because that was one of the other big it's things that fire. happened. I, I love the booking. Can I lose I'm my mind look about
4: it? Go ahead. I'm back. Okay, listen, Vince, motherfucker, whoever was responsible, I don't give a shit. Look, your job, Undertaker, at fucking WrestleMania, you end, you end the streak to Brock Lesnar. Then you have him job to Goldberg in ninety seconds. So what you're telling me now is that Goldberg is better than the Undertaker. That shit does not fly with me, sir. Because you know who's better than the Undertaker? Fucking nobody, you got, buddy. So let's just let's just let. Okay, this rest so
0: you're you're mad about the fantasy math. All right, let's see what Urban's tat is here. What's your tat?
4: Oh shit, Urban has a Goldberg tattoo. What a mark. That's the that's worse than that's worse than W Lucha, man. Wait, put that up again. How so is that worse
1: it? than W Lucha?
4: Hey, you know who else has that tattoo?
1: Uh, I didn't say anything this whole goddamn episode. Yeah, Urban, put, put go that shit back right up now. so we can see
4: it again. Urban, you know who else has that tattoo? Do you know Chess Man from AAA? He has that same tattoo, and he's a fucking wrestler.
1: I actually went to high school with a guy that has the same tattoo. It just happens to be bigger. <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, that's a that's an a old-school tribal tat. I mean, Goldberg probably got it because you guys had it already. right? Yeah, or did you, you get know, it after Goldberg? Well, I yes mean, got it
4: because of Goldberg, I but I t- yes t- had to add some shit to it so he doesn't get in trouble now.
1: Okay, Lucha Gringo. Shut the fuck up for a moment. Let the real fucking star here talk.
4: Alright. I can't see you. The it's south. too dark.
1: WCW was in the south. Mm. And I got the tattoo in the south. That's all I'm saying. That's all
3: i'm saying so is he your favorite but, dude you know what that's like one of
4: the ones you pick off no. the wall in the tattoo shop
1: no yeah it is it is
4: i was 18 you asshole so do you have a do you have an nwo wolf pack tramp stamp also no no no, no, no. i
0: had one of those and that has been removed i got that completely <laughs> removed it's all taken care of now you know my younger days i was a little misinformed about what was cool and what wasn't cool
4: it's okay. So i never a Goldberg shirt. tattoos in Wait, very sensitive places. So no, we don't. I
0: want to know what Urban's thoughts are on the the Goldberg Brock thing. Yeah,
4: let us know, Urban. What's your hot
0: take on this? Oh my god! What gosh. do you think about
4: the Undertaker? Also,
1: um, I like the Undertaker more than Goldberg. Thank I like you. Brock more than Goldberg. What? Um,
4: yeah, me too. <laughs>
1: I don't. I don't understand. This guy like killed the Undertaker, and I'm still Goldberg so- beats him in such but a short time period. That doesn't make any sense to me.
3: But check this. That's out. WWE though. Check this out though. Goldberg, aside from whatever he losing to Triple H and WWE, Goldberg has always been the biggest baddest superhero. Who is the most over person in all of wrestling and like I mean, the only time he wore a wig, you
1: guys? No, 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 fuck that. The WWE fucked up when they yeah. fucking killed Sting. Yeah, and they're gonna they're gonna go ahead and fucking put Goldberg over. No, yeah, fuck that shit. No, I know, 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 I know,
3: no, it's just well, – I, I, mean, I think they they handled Goldberg right because that's the that's the match people wanted to see. That's the most effective they could present him in that match. I think Goldberg also is one of the few people who could just walk up toe-to-toe against Brock and actually physically stand up to him, like match up I with him. I can them.
1: walk up toe-to-toe with Goldberg and stand up to him. You know how I do it? I shoot him in the fucking shin. If <laughs> you can't bring a gun in the ring, dude,
3: You lose the match. Yeah, All right, I, let me... I don't, I don't care about winning the match. Mess up, they did mess up with Sting. I wish they treated Sting better, but I, but I think that they, they got... They're getting their money's worth with Goldberg. As long as his kid keeps his shirt on, <laughs> I'm happy with what happened.
0: <laughs> uh, you know what but, happens when you take your shirt off near a wrestling ring, right? <laughs> woo!
4: Woo! But look, listen, listen, if his, if they, speaking of The Undertaker, if they had Brock Lesnar treat Goldberg's son like The Undertaker treated David Flair, shit would be pretty dope. Let's, yeah. we, All do right. uh,
3: we were fantasy booking a uh, Brock and Goldberg's son. That was pretty cool. Oh, no, no, we were actually fantasy booking a Goldberg heel turn on his own son.
4: Oh, yeah, we were. Yeah, that's, that, uh, yeah, I'd like to see that. Like he's just like, why'd you take your shirt off? And then he fucking spears him into like an electrical baker box. He gets electrocuted, like in the game and shit. But uh, I do gotta say, Byron said this is the this is the way that they can confidently present Goldberg in a match, which is your nice way of saying make sure Goldberg didn't get fucking blown up, right?
0: Yeah, of course. Of course. That's no that's no secret. Look, here's the way I see it. Here's the way I see it. You guys are talking about fantasy booking. That's exactly what it was. WWE telegraphed this whole thing. They told you they were making a fantasy booking real. They brought this whole thing out of a video game angle. They wanted to give people a real life video game fantasy booking of goldberg in his prime versus brock lesnar in his prime right and goldberg in his prime this is, Bullshit. this is the this character bullshit. plus they want to get more than one match out of it too and the yeah. only way you do that is not to have it be a best of three trilogy this is the way that you do it now and, and i called this a couple months ago but not quite this way i said that he would go over here and then that they would do a blow-off match at royal rumbo Royal Rumble. And and that's not quite what I think is going to happen. I think what's going to happen now is they did the match here, Columbus? and then they're going to go into Royal Rumble, and then he's going to, uh, I think there's going to be interference by Brock with Goldberg, so Goldberg doesn't win the Royal Rumble. He's not going to have another title run, and then that will set up Mania as a match for them. I thought they would keep Goldberg out of Mania. I don't think he needs to be at Mania, but to me, this really kind of telegraphs that if he's not having a blow-off match with brock right now that that's where they're gonna go um i i they could work taker in but i would hope that they don't work him into the angle at the royal rumble i think it's gonna be brock and it's a great use of brock because what you have now is goldberg cutting promos going into wrestlemania and royal rumble which brock has shown that he's fucking horrible at doing he couldn't he couldn't even figure out how to heal the crowd wait, with wait, wait what what
1: what are Goldberg's promos? Are they like, uh, 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 yeah,
4: uh, uh, uh,
0: they are. They're 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 old school superhero.
4: With my Stone Cold, sir, he
0: does. He's gonna do old school Eater vitamins freaking promos. He's not. Is gonna he gonna pull like... a Sid? Is that what's gonna happen? Fucking you're
1: Lesnar you I am. But I Brock have half the brain is you. his own promo. <laughs>
0: There's like.
1: That man is a beast. But that's also
0: the reason why you don't need he him for in this. He came beat
1: Heath Herring. <laughs> for fucking you, it was, is that who his name is? Is that, he, it was yeah, that Heath he, Herring? That guy that was talking shit about him being
0: a wrestler, and then he got his ass whooped? <laughs> yes. But that's the whole point. And that's why you have to have Goldberg, a mythical superhero, one of the few left that, that they have access to.
1: piped in.
0: Uh, Chance sure, plan.
4: I think urban doesn't hit the nail on the. It doesn't head. matter
0: how they made him into Superman, but you know, look, Superman was created by two guys who looked at some clouds and saw some clouds as the man of steel. Goldberg was created by some dudes at WCW hey, looking- after they had turned Hogan. They had turned Hogan heel. They didn't have a superhero left. So they had to create another one and they did. They were like, Oh, this big burly Jewish
4: guy is going to be our new superhero. You know, originally he was supposed to be a Ken Shamrock ripoff and then they just kept giving Whoa, him pins and then they threw that out the window. That's why he wore the MMA gloves and shit, which is yeah. pretty I'm, I, I don't
0: I don't disagree, but like, look, we know he was created in a laboratory. We know he's completely a, a figment of a writer's imagination somewhere. And he thought wrestling was a fucking shoot yeah. from the get-go. Yeah, I think he's got a certain level a different level of appreciation for it now having been away and I think that he really really appreciates what he's getting right now. I don't think it's lost on him for I a bet second.
1: so. I bet so. I bet there's a big paycheck in there for Goldberg. But fuck I do that guy little, Brock Lesnar is,
4: is the beast. He is good at charity work and he's using this opportunity to kind of supplement that a little bit and get more of that out there. So good for him for that. And we know he's not going to
0: be be the one to stay around. You know that Brock is going to get his heat back. Come on.
3: But I I do do, like, you know, as a larger-than-life dude who, uh, you know, who apparently still has it. um, But, and he's able to kind of humble Brock a little bit. Like, I'm more interested in
4: Brock's next Humble him. Because he might. What did you you just say, Byron, about a larger-than-life dude that still has it? Because that's the perfect segue to the fact that the latest DLC DLC for WWE 2K17 has come out and it has Sid, the man, the master, the ruler of the world. Fistbot me. brother Squirrels. Urban, fistbot me. (laughs) Yeah.
3: Wow.
0: Iron, I'm a mad. We're never going to settle this, this Brock. goldberg thing anyway i liked the angle i liked all the booking for the most part of survivor series believe it or not i, I felt it was stupid it, they didn't have more it does but like like what was the point of some of these matches but i loved how they played all the storylines i agreed with all of the finishes every single one that's the first wwe pay-per-view in ages where i've at least agreed with the booking of the finishes
4: i do like that they made smackdown if look it
1: doesn't better. end if it doesn't end with brock and goldberg in the mma ring the ufc ring the
0: octagon what's the point i want to see no, how about the
1: lion's kill den. this son of a bitch well, i think that's den. where
0: i think that might be where it does end. except they'll do it in a wwe ring but i think they're gonna go towards a more like mma shoot thing like
4: hell in a cell brock no and, and, oh, the lion's den match dude remember that shit yeah. what needs to happen <laughs> Oh, God. What needs to happen
3: is they need to sign Kurt Angle to have an MMA rematch with Samoa
4: Joe. Oh, God. No. Please stop. Don't, don't get me salty about what made me stop light DNA way back in the day. No, okay. I had a turn away point faster than everyone else. Angle can beat Samoa Joe again. Yeah. Yeah, that was fucking great.
0: NXT
3: yeah. champion... Curtain. All right, Byron. At least
0: come to current history. What did you think about the rest of Survivor Series? Did you agree with it, the rest of the booking? I mean, did you like the 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 temporary Shield reunion? Did you like, you know, the?
3: I liked it. It was it was fun. Uh, I was I was uh, I watched it over like two nights after work because I was falling asleep. I, liked, I don't care how you watched it. it. How did my, you like uh, it? I liked how the um yeah that uh, Raw versus SmackDown match. I mean, ultimately, there were no real ramifications for either show for winning or losing, Ooh. but you have in the build-up, you have the guys putting aside their differences to represent their show, and they get heated in the show, and ultimately, everyone just starts beating up guys on their own show because those are the guys they're feuding with.
4: Dude, and all they I- have to do is say that the winner of the match got number 30 in the Royal Rumble like for their show. And it would have had ramifications, you know what I mean? And it would have led to... I mean, TLC's still in the way, but... Uh, which is funny that I think a pay-per-view's in the way instead of something that has to happen. But that's how their shit works. But That's kind of how they're booking him now. It, they they, they, they that, do have
0: uh, too many pay-per-views in the way. Tuck your fucking neck,
4: Shane, when you bump. <laughs> what? Goddamn, that was fucking brutal. And that's what happens when hey, he's
0: old. the boss. If he wants to do that shit to himself, let him.
4: Yeah, but Better oh, him than the daily that. workers, man, that, oh, that was brutal. He's got to have a pretty bad concussion from that shit.
0: Oh God, maybe. And I guess it is a bad precedent to a certain extent because it's like, you know, if this the boss goes through. out there and will hurt himself for it. Then that makes the workers feel like they have to do it, but they work every freaking day and he works two specialties a year. Yeah, but
4: they're also getting sued for concussions right now, so this is horrible timing.
3: And also, he just sucks in the ring. His punches and everything. Oh, his
4: punches. He is the anti-Mil Muertes in so many ways. And he's kicking out of finishes. (sighs) Yeah, he kicked out of the fucking spear from Roman Reigns. (sighs) Uh, Yeah. Uh, yeah.
3: How is Shane fighting and his partner, Daniel Bryan, not fighting?
4: You know, Shane also fucking out wrestled an Olympic gold medalist in a match, so like they were doing some 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 straddles and some switches and shit, and Shane was coming out on top. And that's when I started hating Shane McMahon, actually, in his matches. Like you you know he'll do a crazy bump, but he's gonna make the talent look like shit while he does it. Yeah. Yeah. I, Dead I, air Byron. Good I work. Hate Justin left because he's coming over there to kick your ass, Byron.
3: Well, it's going to be a while. I'm like two time zones away. Where's Urban? Is he still pissed about Goldberg?
4: Hey, uh, he's muted right now, so he might be um, peeing or pooing. I think he's peeing and pooing. I will
3: say say that I, I like Goldberg more than I like Shane in the ring.
4: Yeah, me too. Yeah, if I had to pick one guy that's gone completely gray, I would pick Goldberg.
3: But it it is kind of funny to see the same story play out where you have Goldberg and you have Mickey James come back and kind of essentially run the same gimmick on NXT and WWE pay per views on the same weekend.
4: So I heard, I heard that match with Oscar was great. Can you can you verify that? I didn't see it.
3: I can. I watched it yesterday. Uh, it was really good. And also the thing is, you have guys like you have the people like Brock. Shinsuke, Asuka, who become unstoppable giants and monsters. And so now Asuka and NXT and developmental land needs someone who can at least put on a competitive match so you can get into it. Otherwise, she's... I
0: don't think you need that on NXT.
3: You can have her squash for two years straight. Well, I, I mean, Asuka, Why Shinsuke, not? These, the, like, they're not developmental wrestlers. They're there to sell tickets for developmental wrestlers for uh, to, you know, wrestle in front of. Uh, Look, I, I just don't think there's anything wrong with a good old-fashioned jobber squash. Mm-hmm. Have but them do every it every week. Match, like, I, I think Asuka needs to have a competitive match every now and then. It's getting harder. I mean, I saw
0: Junkyard course. Dog squash opponents for maybe nine months straight at one point in time when I was growing up. I never had a problem with it. Loved every time Junkyard Dog came out. Didn't care who he was squashing. Like now, Especially on your one-hour shows.
3: But you go, Oscar, you go from Asuka like totally destroying Dana Brooke and having a competitive but still dominating um you know Bailey and Emma you go from that and now you're having her tap out Liv Morgan to a wrist lock
4: well you know what though Byron this is something we have to discuss because allegedly the Black Lotus triad members that we're going to be seeing next week are signing with WWE next year no 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 they're staying at stardom they are that's that's out now they they both are i don't know no i think
0: that i think that it's still in the wind that they could come to wwe because i know they're looking to bring in that talent and and they want to put more japanese on the roster there
4: the two that they're looking at i would sign like legit but absolutely like uh i think they would get over and i think that the audience would get behind them and uh but you know what they like- should do. They should put them
0: on the cruiserweight show because they're probably better than half of those guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, I yeah. hate this cruiserweight shit. Can I... Can I? What did they do? Yeah, I'm with you. What is this Live 205 thing or whatever they're talking about? It's, it's not a good idea. Well,
4: whose idea was it to make them all Dean Malinko's? Because that's what it is. It's all Dean Malinko's. There's no Rey Mysterio's. There's no fucking La Parka's. It's just a bunch of dean malinko's and yeah, i love I mean, it i like there's nothing I like wrong Kaliste with being dean
0: a if there's 20 <laughs> dimalinkos there is there they, that is a problem
1: but there's nothing <laughs> wrong with being dean malinko i just want to put that
5: out there Malenko, you
1: know
0: there's saying. everything wrong with
4: everyone being dean malinko right is- i mean
0: and look kendrick is the one guy that you want <laughs> to be dean malinko and everybody else needs to not be that you know come on swan dude I've seen the stuff that Swan has done Swan was the other
3: AR Fox and they're using him like crap we all just the tournament yeah everyone was awesome in a tournament and then they get on raw and it's all like wrist locks well is
0: that why they're doing the the live 205 thing because they're trying to recreate what they had with the tournament I don't get it and like are these guys still going to be on raw or are they just moving them to this other shit show I, I think know, this other hang-
4: show, because they're not over on Raw, so they want to put them in front of the smart crowd again, maybe? Well, they're I... handcuffed. They're not, they're not
3: letting them do the moves they need to do the things that... The smart crowd.
0: Hang-up. Which is fine, but I, I what did the, the hell fingers, are they going to
3: do What the
1: fuck? Anybody that watches WWE is not the smart crowd. I did the
4: fucking quotation fingers.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I'm sorry. <laughs> i'm sorry i didn't see him i wasn't paying attention i'm not looking at everything but anybody that watches wwe is
0: smart i mean i will Mm -hmm. say that there's a lot of the smarks that i know that didn't even have network and got it when they heard about the
4: cruiserweight tournament right i mean that was definitely something that was bringing in smarks everyone cool in the tournament didn't sign though i mean exactly Uh, okay obviously
1: Obviously, we need to say something about the smart crowd, and then the smart crowd. Somebody <laughs> say it. I'm not gonna say it. I uh, okay. Yeah, I will say it. The smart crowd's gonna watch WWE. The smart crowd won't
4: watch WWE because they're gonna pull the same shit that they always pull. Yeah, but people thought that they were actually gonna sign Zack Saber Jr. and Kota Ibushi, or they wouldn't put them on television. Because the old Vince McMahon, that's how it would have fucking worked. I thought that, too. I was like, they're never going
0: to give these guys the rub or give them any time at all unless they're bringing them in and they're going to own their asses, but they didn't do it. I was surprised. That's what I thought. When you you got to those
4: semifinals, you're like, okay, these guys didn't fucking sign because that's the only reason that they would not go over here. And I get it. Because, okay, Mascara Dorada, we got a lot of Lucha fans that watch this podcast. Let me tell you something. There are 50 more people like him in CMLL. He's a CMLL student. They could have picked anybody. There's a lot more badass people that I would have picked too, but they picked Mascara Dorada, who is not as good as his mini counterpart that (laughs) played El Torito. But, um, you know, hey, and then that's not a knock, because I legit think that Mascarita Dorada, the guy that was El Torito, is legit one of the best wrestlers in the world, top five best high flyers in the world, but you never got to see that in WWE. But, um, yeah, they. if he doesn't get over, there's like 50 million other people they could poach, but he, they also got like the dullest dude out of all the people they could have taken. Like, what? sign the fucking caveman, bro. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> caveman. Cavendario?
0: Cavendario. A- well, it's, yeah.
4: it is
3: interesting where uh, WWE is getting a lot more lenient in their contracts. So for the Cruiserweight division, show whatever they're getting guys who him. they're not signing long term so they're not i gotta to tell you look I, I'm, anyway.
0: I'm at the point again where i'm like please please god don't sign anybody that i like i i don't know that i'm Viniant.
4: happy being at, at nxt at this point could you hey, I, i'm kind of we'll bummed. They can keep him on NXT. He's getting that he's getting that sweet raw main eventer money even if he's not a raw main eventer. Well, exactly. Very- so it's I feel I feel happy for him in his
0: career. I think he gets to work a little bit lighter now. He gets to have a cushy life and a good paycheck and get some certain notoriety out of it. But boy, I would sure love to see Shinsuke versus Kenny the Cleaner now. Wouldn't
4: you? I, I think I think Austin Aries would like to have a word with him <laughs> that he gets to work a little lighter. But uh no dude that, I, I meant date wise. I didn't mean I didn't mean uh making potato sandwiches
0: that, out of somebody's that, face. I thought that, you meant less stiff.
3: Uh, his eye injury was a fluke. Aries did Aries did a three sixty, he spun into the foot. It wasn't an overly stiff kick.
0: Dude, he made him into a bag of curly fries. That's how bad that potato was. Are you kidding me?
3: I don't think it was that stiff. I think it was just was, bad timing and odd, just you you know? He took the wrong part of the foot in the wrong part of the face. I don't think there's a right part of the face to take a foot. Dude, he <laughs> looked like he pissed off Negan in The Walking Dead.
0: Are yeah. you kidding me? His eyeball was a fucking sausage. How do you want know, to you know what that show is? Look,
1: I've taken five shots to the face from a fist, <laughs> and I didn't end up looking like that. There's yeah. somebody fucked up.
3: I'm yeah, I've been, been in shoot kickboxing matches and kicked that. in
0: the eyeball on purpose and not looked like that. That was some stiff shit.
3: You've all presented information and evidence, and I still believe 100% what I believe. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're now, terrible Byron, behavior. I was agreeing with you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Were you? Yes! Yes! <laughs> Jesus! <laughs>
1: Yeah, exactly. Luke the Gringo <laughs> knows what I'm saying. Yeah, Jesus.
0: Exactly. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is fun. Wait, oh. so we never found J-Man? Alright, so Casey, I'm gonna ask you real quick before we get out of here, because we it's time to go, but but yeah, UFC two oh five. I didn't talk about it a ton last week. Well, oh. I didn't talk about it at all last week. Oh um Dude I had oh, a lot of fun what? watching that card, man. Yeah. Was that not? An ama- That really was one of the best UFC cards ever. They delivered. Yeah.
4: I mean, like half of my picks didn't fucking win, but there you go. It happens. It's still entertaining. Um,
0: Look, I, I took a couple. I took a couple of L's in there too. There were some uh, some surprises in that UFC, in my opinion.
4: I was expecting um, our, our, our friend Joanna Champion to uh, do a little more murder than she did. I was a little disappointed there or a lot more murder misha tate holy shit um uh, the lesson i, set I did
0: not expect misha to, i did not expect misha to lose at all one bit um that was a huge surprise to me let alone retire after the match holy smokes
4: yeah, fucking eddie alvarez fought like you were playing a two-player game and like you just plugged in the controller and didn't do anything and he uh, said it
0: himself he completely abandoned the game plan he got hit in the face once he thought he was going to brawl with connor and look
4: and what did mike tyson say justin what did mike tyson say what did mike tyson say everyone has a plan until they get hit in the fucking face
0: oh god brock lesnar and and and, i mean i don't know that i don't know what uh, eddie was thinking but like dude if you are a wrestler and you have the ability to wrestle there's not a person in the world who knows anything about mma that wouldn't tell you like the key to trying to beat connor is to wrestle like yeah chad mendez might not have pulled it off but chad was also coming in on short notice or whatever and i'm not making excuses i'm just saying like chad even gave him a run for the money grappling with him like even nate did like how did nate win his fight it
4: wasn't standing up uh huh. huh. Yeah, that disappointed me to where the point where I was yelling "takedown" at my TV really loud, hoping that he would hear me wherever the fight was in Madison Square Garden, in New York. Uh, <laughs> yeah,
0: I don't think anybody can hear you over that crowd.
4: Nah, I don't think so either. But uh, I'm sure my neighbors loved it. But uh, yeah, that that kind of made me a little sad. I thought I thought it would be a better fight like i really did like i thought that. Well,
0: yeah it wasn't good and that's honestly the thing i feel most bad about for eddie is that i don't think anyone's thinking rematch for him he's gonna have to work his way back up but look now he's held titles in every place that he's been but like you know not even defending it once and having some other having connor who a lot of people were like nah this guy shouldn't beat you
4: i do like Um, um bellator was building their whole show around this guy beat eddie alvarez the same weekend that he loses. And uh, it, the, the commercials were still playing after the loss. And I'm like, Oh, this is this is funny. This is this is the joy I can take in that loss Because that Bellator looks dumb.
0: So. Yeah. Well, Bellator dude, yeah. uh, speaking, speaking of which Hendo uh, Henderson Ooh. Ben, the other Bendo. Um, he's lost two title matches now. Now this one was yeah. a little bit more competitive, but Man, for a guy who was at the top of the game in UFC yeah. to now be uh, 0-2 in Bellator for title matches at two different weight classes, but, I mean, that doesn't
4: bode well to me. He was always a guy I rooted against for some reason, but I still feel bad seeing this happen to him. And,
0: and it's because he comes out there and he does the, the after-fight Jesus speech thing, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is. It seems pretentious. Yeah. It's not even that I disagree with anything that he's saying. I have my own beliefs or whatnot, but the way he does it, for some reason, just is like, dude, what are you talking about? You hit people in the face for a living, man.
4: Yeah, he like, was doing it in the way that I won because God likes me more than you. Is, yeah. Yeah.
0: Like, yeah. The other man that standing across the ring from you went to church on Sunday, too. Like, exactly.
4: They, it they, nothing they, to they, do they, with they that. Too, bro, it's like, come on.
0: I don't know. Something something about that always bothered me with Ben Henderson. I don't know why. It just always irked me. You know. But yeah. um what was the other oh the Weidman fight? Oh my god. Oh, yeah. What? How
5: he did fought? we forget
0: that? And the head and the face and the things that happened to the head and the face and the like I was like, oh my god, that man has children. Make yeah, this stop.
4: There's the Austin Aries right there. Holy shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I feel bad for Weidman. Um, I think maybe he should go up to 205 now. I've heard some people talking about that. I know Helwani and, and New York Rick were talking about that on MMA Hour this week. Um, yeah, maybe he should go up to 205. Maybe that's I where it's, it's, it's at. Like 85 is, is murderer's row now. I think it might be more murderer's row than the 155 these
4: days. I think that he should, if he doesn't move up to 205, he should consider an acting career because I would have cast him in a remake of Pumpkinhead after this fight.
0: (laughs) Oh man, he might be the next Rashad. Like he might be, he might be done. I don't
4: know what happened in that brain. What's crazy with Rashad is people were saying this like two years ago about him. Like when I heard people say Rashad brain damage, I Googled it and I was finding articles from two years ago. That shit's weird. I blame John Jones. John Jones is a beast.
0: He's still the pound for pound greatest, in my opinion. Even if he's not fighting, like until somebody can show me that they can take elbows and fists and hands from John Jones, nobody has anything to say. Like that's know, it. Challenge, challenge accepted. Fuck that guy. <laughs>
3: challenge accepted.
0: Wait, you, you are lighter guy. than two hundred five. That's not your weight class, dude. You can't I can't fight at two hundred five. All right, give me Boom. some.
1: Give me some fucking Adderall. I'll do 205. I'm going to sign you I, up for
4: it. I'll have to bulk up for some. Do it. I'll fucking. In that division. Fuck <laughs> that. So and,
1: and John Jones ain't going to do shit to me. Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> that piece of shit. I fucking hate him. I, I love everything that bad has happened to him. <laughs> fuck that guy. <laughs> he, was another, he was another guy that was no, like the too superhero. Cocky. He's too fucking cocky. <laughs> And then when that guy, well, yeah, even like, after
0: all his trouble, he was like, "Oh yeah, you know, I was doing Bull on the weekends and partying and whatever, and it was just like easy, like I was when, just beating everybody."
1: When he didn't sign that replica belt because cars. he said he had to earn his fucking shit, that fucking pissed me off. Fuck that! That is bullshit. If you have a fan and they're like, "Sign this belt," sign the fucking belt. It's not a big deal. You don't have to go into your fucking like preacher fucking mode and talk some shit because you think you're disagree. entitled to something.
0: And, and he's a guy that he needs to learn how to be a heel is I think the problem. I don't think he knows how to be a heel. He thought he was a superhero. Like the, the day he won the belt, you know, he saved some lady in the park or whatever, I think. Cause Craig, ja- uh, or, uh, Jackson pushed him to Greg Jackson, but, um, you know, he saved some little lady in the park from getting mugged. And he was like this superhero baby face guy. And I think he, he thought rad- that everyone had to believe he was that, when in fact he's much better off as a heel. Like, yeah, dude, definitely. You're a world class athlete, and you have been since you were like 15 years old. Your brothers are all world class athletes in the NFL. Like, dude, just be a dick. Are it we saying you.
4: Batman? Are we saying Batman ever ran the Batmobile into a pregnant lady and did a little blow? It, it, we don't know that. This shit happens off panel. I'm saying that
0: once Batman does do that, just embrace it. Go hang out with the Riddler. Be a bad guy. It's
4: fine. Dude, I would hang out with the Riddler, but like the 60s one, because Frank Gorshin was the shit. Like, mm-hmm. oh That's true. That's true. I got true. a great,
0: got a great story for you about Gorshin and Adam West um in this place called stank joint that used to be over in north hollywood that i'll tell you sometime oh i remember
5: yeah, oh where
0: steak joint used to be yeah it's got taken it over by some top chef guy who changed in some different restaurant but i used to go there all the no, time steak yes. Joint is
3: a parking lot now
0: yeah i sat down there i sat down in nice. there with my mother one night and um at the table next to us were frank gorshin adam west and this other guy and they're talking to this other guy, and he's mad because he didn't get to bang the girls that were on Hee Haw that Adam West and Frank Gorshin got to bang. <laughs> yeah. And I'm trying to figure out who the other guy is, and I find out that he was the voice of Gargamel. He was this guy <laughs> who's like this great character uh, actor, or whatever, and my mom is sitting with me. She came out here to visit me. This was shortly after I got here in like, 19-whatever. <laughs> and he's like, this is what
4: California's
0: like? and and my mom's looking over there and she's like these dirty old men i can't believe they're saying these things and they're i mean they're seriously talking just filth about banging chicks from hee haw and my mom is about to get up and say something in adam west face and i'm like mom that's batman you need to sit the hell down (laughs) and just let that man be but i mean like and if you've ever been in steak joint i mean literally it was like we were sitting with them because they had a booth that ran all the way along the wall and then they put like a table like a foot apart from oh, another yeah, one yeah. with chairs on the other side so i mean literally it was like we were having dinner with batman and the riddler and gargamel um wow. it was my that's my sorry that's my best famous person running celebrity story ever in california and you mentioned those guys so i had to bring it up so hey. i actually sat there and then afterwards i you know i i said hey you know big fan to to all of them except gargamel because i hated the smurfs and um it was cool. It was cool. And my mom didn't actually say anything to Adam West about being a dirty old man. Like you gotta let those guys relive their their glory days, right?
4: Yeah. He, he comes up to you and he's like, Sorry about the filthy mouth, old chump. <laughs> oh god, that would have been amazing. But oh dude, Frank Gorshin, right? Like they used to get pissed at him during the sixties show because he worked out too much. And they're like, Our stunt man has a shittier body than you. You gotta lay off the weights. That's fucking amazing. He he looked like something out of Cirque du Soleil, didn't he? Uh, I don't know. Like he he was just legit. Like um, when they replaced him with Gomez Adams, people got pissed. Hell I got yeah, pissed. I was I was salty. I um, mean, we were just watching reruns, and we were still mad. What the fuck? They ended up bringing him back. In yeah, the next- I mean,
0: dude, '60s Batman's were one of the pinnacles of television for my generation probably you you guys are maybe a little young for it but I that stuff was
4: what the, no dude no when they when the no I, padding they brought no it back padding i have it on blu-ray dude blu-ray all of it whole series blu-ray
1: you know, didn't shit. exist in the 60s you're not fucking full of me
0: motherfucker <laughs> 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 all right gergard musasi wait you know what I, I forgot to mention uh uh khabib Khabib uh, at UFC it's 205. Today, dude. Oh, shit. Holy smokes, man. He's a scary individual. The very sad thing for Khabib Nurmagomedov is I don't believe that Conor McGregor is going to fight him anytime soon. No, no. Um, everyone kidding. I've talked to that's yeah. really in the know is hearing a whole lot of things that don't involve Khabib. Conor's camp, they're talking Woodley over Khabib at this point. They're talking Woodley. Ah. They're talking Nate. They're talking everybody but Khabib Nurmagomedov. He's not getting a title shot anytime soon. Jose Aldo's not getting a title shot anytime soon. Conor's going to have his baby. If he does fight anybody before then, maybe a GSP fight brings him back into action sooner. Maybe Woodley brings him back into action sooner, which I know Dana is trying to make something happen. Um, But at this point, Conor's not going to negotiate with anyone but Ari Emanuel from everything I'm hearing. He doesn't care what Dana has to say. Dana's throwing the moon at him. And Connor wants to sit down with Ari. So that's what I'm hearing.
4: I don't want to fucking I don't, don't want to fucking hear it, Dana.
0: I don't. And they're not I'm taking that 145 out, belt away from him. You, you see how everything has stopped. Every conversation about that 145 belt coming off his waist has completely ended. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's not coming off of him. Jose's not getting it. They don't care if Jose quits. I think that uh, you know Frankie Edgar... could get a chance to get that 145 belt sooner than anybody else at this point in time
4: Uh, i'd I'd pay to see that like that would be a fun fight
0: khabib Khabib and tony might fight each other for some money i think i think connor will even fight tony before khabib at this point unless
4: khabib wipes tony out it's Um, like how many how many fucking more people does khabib have to kill before he gets a title shot that's the question that's I the, think at least one or two more.
0: I think one or two more. I don't think Conor cares anything about the rankings. If you, you you hear all his coaches talk about it. You hear him talk about it. To him, the argument that he's going to put forward is that Khabib has been too inactive. He's a blip on the radar. Not enough people know who he is, which I don't think is untrue. I think you know, people who are smart about MMA know who Khabib yeah. is, but I think that the, the casuals don't have a clue. That MSG crowd was not into him. Not at all. Not nah. at all. Even when he started cutting a badass heel promo, they were still yeah. just kinda like, eh. You know? He
4: basically Tommy Wiseau him and said, Don't be chicken. Chee 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 chee. <laughs> Which I I thought
0: was great. I thought he was cutting some some next level heel stuff, but the crowd was treating him like he was getting X Pac heat. It was not good.
4: I like how he um he tweeted the DM where he called uh Connor out on Twitter mm-hmm. today. That was fucking dirty.
0: Yeah, that was <laughs> but- cool.
4: But funny, because he's like, you're a disgrace to your fucking people because he won't fight me, because the Irish are a good fighting people and they want a good champion. So don't well, let your people down. Well, and I think that's what Khabib's
0: gotta do. I mean, but I think it's gonna take six months of calling mm-hmm. Connor a chicken and saying he's ducking him and getting it in the press. That's what's going to get him the fight. He's going to have to take it to him in the press to get Connor off the throne to fight him. And I still think before that, Connor can fight any number of people and have uh, a complete legitimate claim to those fights in a heartbeat. Um, yeah, but Gegard Mous- I got to that- talk Gegard Musasi real quick because that dude is amazing. He put it on yeah. Uriah Hall, and that's it. I mean, like, Gegard, if he doesn't get a title shot soon, that doesn't make any sense. That makes less sense to me than the Khabib thing. Like, Gegard can talk he's talking all the right shit he's backing it up he's the next connor if he does if he keeps it going his shit is
4: funny like he he does good promos like this is this is good like okay so he gets a title shot Khabib. best possible scenario is they keep booking him on shows with this higher casual market and have him kill people on these high profile shows until a title shot's more likely you think like that's that's the way I see it. Like they put him on these cards where people are buying some crazy main event, like a Connor fight, right. Mon fight, and then he just knocks somebody the fuck out again. He's gonna catch on doing that. But I don't see why it hasn't yet, since he's like what like sixteen and O right now or something. Who Gegard? No, um fucking uh our homeboy that wants uh Connor. Why am I blanking no, on his
0: or Khabib. Khabib, Khabib is like yeah. you Kabib know, is like twenty-three or twenty-four or something. He's yeah, he's way up awesome. there. God damn. Nobody has I, beaten him. But God, he took like, a ton of time off, and then he was off for Ramadan and he was off for injuries and they yeah. can't
4: they can't fault the guy for his fucking religion though, man. Like that's he has no, to but do what that you
0: can what you can fault him for is he needs more bigger matches in UFC. <laughs> like if you look at at, at el Kakui right now el Kakui has taken on all the big challengers every right. big name that has come up he has said hands down okay i'll fight that guy khabib has tried to do that but hasn't done that yet he's done a few of them but a lot of those undefeated streaks are outside of the ufc and they're against lesser opponents i mean his last fight when the when the fight with him and tony didn't work out he fought some nobody yeah you know and don't get me wrong uh, Tony's had to fights with some nobody too, Lando Venata or whatever, as a nobody, but at the same time it ended up being an exciting fight, which doesn't necessarily <laughs> add to Tony's credibility as a fighter, but it adds to his credibility as a draw. Right. People People are see, because watch. he is more likely to do something stupid. Like if you're crazy if you think you want to see Khabib versus Connor more than El Kakui versus Connor. Because that I can will tell you what will be a more exciting fight. Like the right. Khabib fight is either going to be Connor gets lucky and puts it on his chin and it's over, or Khabib is going to try to grind on him and make it like the most boring GSP fight you've ever seen.
1: Wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. A DN on your chin? What's
0: going on here? <laughs> What's going on? You know what yeah. I'm saying. You know exactly what I'm talking about, don't you? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's good.
4: I'm gonna show you like next that. time he's in Tennessee, Urban.
3: <laughs> yes, yes.
0: He's here
4: now. He's here now. Oh, that's right.
3: Urban and I might be in the same room. Really? No,
4: we're not he's in the there. same room. Wait, wait. Don't is that even. why your
0: picture's off and his isn't? Are you are you bobbing for apples? What's going yeah, on? Urban's, Urban's just sitting on knows. his
4: face right now.
0: Byron. Byron's bobbin'
4: for Apple. That's, That's what I'm saying. Byron it's hasn't been talking talk because it it's mouth's full. Oh.
0: Yeah. yeah. Byron's commentary has been yeah. stellar.
4: <laughs>
3: I just turned my camera on, so there you go.
4: You can't see you at all. You can't see you. Yeah, it's totally You don't have yet.
3: a camera. You don't have a camera. I'm just, I'm standing still right now. Do you see me?
0: <laughs> yeah, no. no we don't. Do you have the it's lights fine. off?
1: i see you but nobody else does (laughs)
4: this is so great listen to the podcast instead of watching it you
0: know this is so creepy i love it um all right anybody else got anything else they want
2: to
1: say yeah it's the only reason i'm here man is so i don't have to listen to this later (laughs) (laughs) Wait, you're taking our numbers down this is terrible No, uh, don't, don't um, worry about it. I already got automatic downloads for everything else.
4: <laughs> Can I just say that I might not be? I, I said before earlier in the episode that I might not be here the next couple weeks, but I will be with you in spirit. Um, Pentagon Junior is the best wrestler in the world, aka Pentagon Dark. And well, I'll um, be sad
0: if you're not here. We're trying to line up a couple of interesting guests for the next couple of
3: weeks, so yeah, it's better off without Casey.
4: My <laughs> next next week Friday is going to be bad, but. The week after, after the morning half of the day, I should be good. So hopefully, All we'll right. see. Well, you never,
0: hopefully. you never know with us when we're going to do this thing. We try to get a set okay. time going, but then life happens, and we never do. So
4: forget. I that, signed because up
0: because for Fridays. It.
4: Yeah. <laughs> In case you did sign yeah. up for Fridays, you did. But hey, some of we us can never get, have to work we can right. get Eric Van Wagnen on the show. The man who quintuples our viewership, and he's the coolest dude. He I, also I buried, buried the hills.
1: Seas.
0: He also buried the hills. Thank God for that. Well, that's man. what you've been asking for. You've been asking to get buried, right? I prayed for it. <laughs> prayed for it. I bury you guys uh, like every week on this show. Yeah, but, but nobody he, cares he, what you say. Look, <laughs> man, you're <laughs> your run point. at the top is coming to an end. It's going to be time for you to pass the torch pretty soon. Yes, I know that TwitWow is while is high on your list of who to pass the torch to, but I would I would yes. ask you very kindly to consider your friends at the MMM show just might might be able to piss off as many people as you. Maybe I,
4: I was actually hoping I, you would uh, pass the torch to Dave Meltzer at the Wrestling Observer and figure yeah, four. Look, off.
1: look, Dave Meltzer can suck my fucking dick and lick my taint. Fuck that asshole! I don't. Dude, this is our
0: highest. Down. No, no, that's bleep bleep. Every what? why do people come Please. on the show
1: and do that? <laughs> it seems Look, to be a thing. If you want to be hill you gotta fucking deal with this shit. <laughs> I don't have to deal with it. I quit. Okay. I'm fucking Let's done.
4: Cubs I don't fan, care anymore. recap of this episode.
0: <laughs> oh man, maybe you guys really should patch the torch to John and Ashton and those guys. And who, who are those guys? Um the guys I've
4: heard about that are trying to get a podcast started, I think. Are they the guys from that seventies show? I don't that know. That new show on Netflix that were on Raw? Because I know one of them was Ashton.
0: I, I hear they're doing a live reaction show tonight though, so I wonder if uh I guess we're in direct competition with them this week. Oh, and so, we had
4: Eric Van Wagner on our show. Good luck, gentlemen.
0: No, I mean they they've got friends. They they know some people. Okay.
4: I heard i heard dj's a big fan all he's right. probably doing that show instead of ours he might he might he did this
0: one last week though I, you know he doesn't he shouldn't do the same show twice in a, in a row that'd be all
4: that sweet little barb awesome. i got in the beginning there what's up yeah,
0: was, look look i'll give you all the credit in the world at least you call him like you see him and we've always said from the beginning of this show that like we're not the show that's just gonna mark out every week we're gonna point out the stuff that we do and don't like because we do like lucha underground and we do want it to be the best show it could possibly be so if we don't say it who's going to
4: no and i want to say because i didn't get to say this they're not going
0: to say it they're just going to mark out and give you their big
4: reaction i didn't want to say this last week because i wasn't on the show but and urban has left us so i'm just going to fucking bury him right now but no um (laughs) i didn't Hate that it was Sexy Star winning the title because I hate women. I just don't like Sexy Star. If it was Eve I would have been fine with it, but she was hurt. Well, and I think that
0: is kind of the moral of the story for some people. I think you know Rob Viper was pretty publicly saying the the same thing, and a few other people, you know, that that are very in the know. And I respect their opinions, including Casey's. I don't necessarily agree with their opinions 100. I didn't ah, have a problem I mean, I with
5: that much. Like her.
3: It's I mean, funny, I'm actually reading Rob Viper's tweets right now about the about sexy star. and he feels about the same way that Casey does too. It's like he doesn't have a problem
0: with women. he just if it was gonna be somebody, it shouldn't have been her, right? Isn't that what he was saying? Well, it's kind
4: of like the people a lot people less, than less than nice than that like a lot less nice than that. but well he doesn't think she's a good worker. no, and yeah. I don't either and see it comes down to this thing, right? Like I think that if you're a wrestling promotion on television, I know I told you guys this before. That you have to have, like, a premium product, and by having a premium product, I I think that you have to showcase people in a way that makes them look, makes your promotion look the best. Now, Paul Heyman was good at this. He had a lot of guys that were really shitty in the ring, but he used them in ways that were better than that, and, like, Public Enemy, for example, right? Like, they looked awesome in ECW everywhere else, shit the bed uh sexy star i think she was used best in the no moss match and i think that's the best they got out of her and that's not how she was used in this championship situation to where like you got ibelise and you got taya like every woman that was in that match got killed after like one move she was taking all of them and then you know winning the match and you know just uh, i don't know I, I think it all comes down to the way she hits turnbuckles. Maybe that's all I see. No, so that's
3: that's the thing. That sexy star, in order to be utilized effectively, you have to sort of modify your ring in that you need to take away all the ropes and turnbuckles, and then, then which you no know
0: moss was all around the building, no well, ropes, yeah, no exactly. turnbuckles. That's why, that's yeah. part of why no moss worked. Is it was everywhere. Yeah. My whole thing is and, and is yeah. As a worker, I, I I never thought that she was great, but. I also, I've seen more of her her on TV than live and the edits in Lucha Underground are extremely favorable and work great and I love them. And for me, it just didn't bother me because as a writer myself and and as a TV producer myself, I thought story-wise it perfectly flowed. It made a ton of sense. I also think it made a ton of sense to take it right off of her this week, leave her in the hunt. She's had her moment. It was a big moment. I do think it would have been better for Evil Lease. I'd be really curious one of these days to to pin Eric or DJ down to tell us if that was the original plan, because maybe it was. I don't know. They don't seem like they're gonna quite let it out of the bag, but they're saying Like it would have made sense, sense,
4: right? Like with how close she came to beating Mil Muertes at the beginning of season two, like wouldn't it have kind of made sense? But yeah, but you and I both know know that even Evie is
0: pissed about, you know some of the waning of the temple because like eric said yes she's super over but at the same time feeding that beast hasn't been happening with her because she's been in and out so much and then you know when she comes back a lot of times you know the the pop is a little slower at first and then people remember like oh snap i really like evil she's really awesome but you've got this kind of uphill battle with her where she's super over and then it wanes a little bit and then she's out of the storylines and you got to rebuild the character and Mm -hmm. it's like how many times are they going to rebuild her whereas through no necessarily you know good virtue of her own they did not have to do that with sexy star she was there all the time she had those pivotal matches and if you were going to do something like this on this level whether you consider it a stunt or not um, a, you had to take the belt off of Matan, so you had to do it at Aztec Warfare. That was a yeah. no-brainer. That part of it, I think everyone can agree with. No-brainer. But if you're going to do a stunt like this with a Sexy Star or Lee, this was probably the time to do it where they could write the story and have it make sense in this multi-person match. Um, mm-hmm. And I just think that, you know, for Sexy Star, she was right place, right time. She had the build. She had a ton of matches in Season 1. Um, enough matches in season two, even though it looks like evil East was at the beginning of the season, certainly getting the bigger push, but it didn't end that way. It ended with sexy star getting the bigger push. Right. You come into season, you know, three here, evil East is still rehabbing a little bit. And then she blows the, the ankle again. And if you're going to do it, that man. gotta do it with sexy star or not do it. I mean, those were really the two choices.
4: Yeah. Yeah, because Mariposa had already lost. Taya. Taya is Taya a possibility,
0: but Taya's a possibility down the line. I don't think that, that character-wise, she was in the right position and they valeted her out.
4: And to, her having travel issues might have prevented her from fulfilling the dates needed to be a hey, champion. You, you, you you heard Eric at, say the visa issues are
0: real, man. That's half the battle. Go ahead. No, ben. and
4: w- we, can, we know from going to the tapings that they had to shoot all of Taya's matches later in the season because of those travel issues. And I think Eric said it on the podcast last time he was on, so it's yeah. not... Yeah. What
3: were you saying, Byron. Was she in Aztec Warfare? Because I know that she disappeared. I thought no,
0: no. Taya maybe, was uh, Taya was filming <coughs> Johnny with the camera. Yeah, she was in the, the match, and she's not in the match yeah. at all.
3: Yeah, because well, yeah, her the, her thing tonight <laughs> felt like like a big return to the temple.
0: Yeah, right. she, but she plays a ton, you know. And they cut her throughout the season. Like she can She got plenty of dates, and she probably came yeah. to as many dates as Sexy Star. They just were at a different time.
4: But hey, right. it was weird at tapings because sexy star was defending the gift of the God's title after she lost the main title. Uh, I'll just be interested
0: to see where it goes. I'll be interested to see what the backlash is on having, uh, the, the Johnny Mundo unmasked white guy champion. See if there's backlash there. And I know some of the believers at the temple were not happy about it. Um, especially okay. some of the more traditional triple a fans.
4: Can yeah. the can the lucha can the lucha historian drop a little knowledge on you? Yeah, some of the big it. some of the biggest stars in the early days of lucha were unmasked people that were not from Mexico. And if you if you tell me like Dory Dixon wasn't a legend in Lucha Libre, you're fucking wrong. And that hey, Marco, was a black dude in Mexico.
3: Marco Corleone. Unmasked. He's a big deal. He,
4: we don't talk about him, dude. There's heat. There's heat. Oh really? Yeah, he basically stole Triple A's show from them on MTV and it became that USA masked warriors thing. And so he basically kind of, I guess, went behind their back and started his own thing it's kind of fucked up. But, uh, and that tied up the rights for Triple A because they had signed like a non-compete thing. So that's why we didn't see Triple A with the show for years until Luch Underground came around. Oh,
3: that sucks. Well, no, the Lucha, maybe it's better that way.
4: Yeah, yeah. You never thought when you saw Jindrak and O'Hare, they would become such ma- one of them would become such a major player. Because I thought those guys sucked.
3: In uh, I didn't think they sucked. I think they had a look, but I think everyone in the New Blood was super green.
4: Dude, it was all about above average Mike Sanders, and that guy's not even a wrestler anymore. I just love the the aiming low that he had for his wrestling name, that he was above average. I
3: That's like cool. how I think he still sells pools with his dad. But he but he got to go toe-to-toe with Ric Flair in a promo. Yeah, and held his own. Yeah. Hey, that that skill will will help you upsell extra pool features and lighting features. That's more money in your pocket. You know what I mean?
4: Exactly. If if like a dude comes to my house and he was on WCW Monday Nitro, like if the fucking gambler tried to get me to upgrade to a waterfall for my pool, I'd probably fucking do it because he's the gambler. I'd be like, dude, you got the cards? And he's like, man, I always bring the fucking cards. I'm a gambler. And, and then he would do like that thing where he like spread the cards out. And then, then I'd say, will you, you let me pin you.
3: If Glacier came up to you and rang your doorbell and said, hey, when's the last time we had your AC vents vacuumed out? And you're like, I don't know what that means. And then he goes, you might have a fire. And then you pay him money and it, he, his people vacuum out your AC vents. Mm. You know, like I'd fall for that scam. If Like I'd be like, Glacier knows what he's talking about.
4: Dude, if fucking Mark Starr came to my door and asking me if I've accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, I'd read his literature.
3: What would you do if Scotty Riggs just was at your door? Not even ringing the doorbell, but you just opened it and he was there.
4: That would be an interesting day, but I think <laughs> I would I would say, hey, you know, there's a Denny's down the street. You want to grab something to eat, bro? And he would say, you buying? And I'd say, of course, Scotty Riggs, I'm fucking buying. That goes
5: without saying.
4: And then we would start American Nails, American Nails, American Nails. <laughs> they totally males.
0: degenerated. I love it. Though. I and I can't talk because I, I take fashion advice from Norman Smiley. So,
4: hey, the master, of Big Miggle, but you know what? Um, you can talk the talk, or they better not. They better not listen, because you might end up in critical condition. American males.
3: Hey, you know what? American males was awesome, but they no, hold a they candle to high voltage.
4: <laughs> hey, Byron if um if the renegade joe gomez would well, no wait what the desperado joe gomez came over to hey. your house and uh said that he wanted to take billy fever for a walk outside would you let him no like if he brought his own cat leash
3: what i would do is i would cut him off the first time he started talking to me and i would not talk to him again
4: what if um the ghost of the renegade came over to your house and wanted to know if you had any doritos
3: what i would do is i would say hey i know that you got screwed over with your gimmick and also you're dead but truth be told you really sucked in the ring and you shouldn't have ever been in it
4: dude you're doing the fucking ghost adventures provoking at that point you're just gonna have an angry spirit in your house zach baggins you know what I need in my life? I need... A dead wrestler's ghost in your house? You know
3: what? If a dead wrestler wants to haunt me in my dreams, he has to get in line. Are you guys still talking? I've gone into reading this book that I
0: got. I don't, I don't know if you guys remember. Dude,
3: I'm playing PlayStation right now. Dude, what are you
0: Nobody playing? knows what you're doing because you're, you, we can't see you. Look, anyway, you I think I'm, I'm out of things to say. Do you guys have anything else to say? Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, looking forward to more Killshot, Dante. I'm looking forward to the, the stardom girls and whatever they got planned for next week. That's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to some more UFC's because there's a bunch of them coming. There was two this past weekend, by the way, I didn't even talk about. There's like 15 fights last week. It was ridiculous. There was Bellator on Friday, two back to back UFC's on Saturday, and then a WWE pay-per-view on Sunday. My brain was mush by the end of the weekend. I don't even know what I saw anymore.
4: Would would that be the same effect that if beautiful Bobby Eaton came to your house and asked to eat Thanksgiving dinner with you and your family? Well, that is happening. Oh, shit. I'd have him give the Alabama jam to the turkey. (laughs) Hey,
3: there was uh, a... Oh, come on. Byron,
2: what are yeah, you doing? Are you, you hard, my Did I ever tell you guys about
4: how I thought I used to think when I was a kid that beautiful Bobby Eaton was someone with Down syndrome beating the odds?
0: <laughs> no, that's that's
3: beautiful.
4: Dude,
0: Casey, beautiful.
3: I haven't played two K seventeen in like a week and a half. And dude, look at the, the internet. Up. There's a patch that came out today, dude. Yeah, there's already like two update files.
4: Yeah. And and Sid and Sid. If Sid Vicious came and said, hey, do you need a player two, bro? You fucking say, dude, you can be player one.
0: Now, is this game like one of those uh, mature audience games? So when Sid jumps off of, like the second or third turnbuckle, his leg just kind of snaps into a, a, like two or three pieces?
4: That's a horrible thing to say, Justin. <laughs> a master and the ruler of the it world. It was a
0: horrible thing to see, Casey. It was yeah,
3: horrifying. It was... I mean, the leg was <laughs> like... Pfft. This game is for mature audiences only because for somehow Casey created a character that will wrestle with an erection the entire match.
4: It's just like real life. But, dude, okay, so I used to know some people that, were, that knew some people in WWE, and one of the per- people, as a joke, floated the story that people within the WWE company thought that Sid had a rubber leg during that match, and some of the shittier dirt sheets reported it as fact. yeah
0: you never know oh hey w w is in the chat room he wants to say hi to you case vape
4: oh hi i'm too tired to call you a piece of shit
0: (laughs) w did you buy a t-shirt i hope you bought a t-shirt w
4: you know what if you didn't buy a t-shirt you're dead to me let's see what his answer is well, I need that money so I
0: can buy anything because I am so broke right now.
4: Yeah. All I know is that we sold more shirts than some wrestlers on with pro wrestling tee stores. Well, here's the thing I'm going to say about the shirts too. Like
0: if you guys out there want to see more shirts, you mm-hmm. got to let us know because the way we're doing them, we're not printing up 200 shirts. We're not going through pro wrestling tees. We're just doing these limited runs from time to time um of, of a couple different designs we have another design but we probably won't do it for a while so if you want to see that shirt again if you didn't get one uh make sure you tell us if you did get one make sure you throw up a tweet and we'll give you a shout out on the show and we'll probably even show the picture or whatever but Thank please you and, and we this isn't like pro wrestling tees where we know who's bought the shirts we don't have a clue who bought shirts and who don't, we don't get any of the information. Like I can send emails to the whole list of people who bought them, but I don't ever see the emails. So shout
4: it out. I if you the an email. And my dad got me so good because he got the email and he read it out and then he's like, and then he added Byron's a bitch at the bottom. And I thought you really put that on there.
5: <laughs> and it was
4: so fucking funny. Cause I totally believed him. I what? should have done that. That was a good idea, but. Um, I I do want to say though don't fucking bootleg the shirts because we'll know We'll we'll fucking know if you bootleg that shirt so don't be sending like a Photoshop picture you wearing the shirt if you're gonna send a Photoshop picture of someone wearing the shirt you Photoshop fucking Jan Michael Vincent wearing our shirt we don't want to see your ass we want to see Jan Michael Vincent. Please, if you Photoshop Jan Michael Vincent wearing our shirts and then like being a guest on our podcast, we'll shout you out on the show as well. So get to work, Photoshop fans. Well,
0: and the next shirt, I definitely think we'll have, um, we'll try to do a woman's shirt with it, um, if possible. So
4: So the last real girls in heels.
0: Well, yeah i mean uh you know Vinny, Vinny's uh wife wanted one and you know I we we didn't have them. i was like oh i can't add that at this point but i could yeah, have probably asked about
4: it too um so but got a regular one and said
0: yeah but it's like you know we can do some stuff like that too so if you have requests if you have ideas let us know um hats are not part of the equation but we might do a hoodie we might do another t-shirt it won't be the same design This design will probably not happen again in 2017. So if you got one, show it off. Be proud. Love it. Wear it. Let us know about it. Um next design, probably sometime late December, maybe, if we feel like there is ample demand for it. Um Urban, did you get a shirt? I got a shirt, man. And go
5: ahead
1: and (laughs) say, Fuck you, Lucha Gringo. What (laughs) you said about me. I watched the fucking stream. You son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. And fuck Rob Bifer. I don't get I, whoever the fuck that guy is, I don't care about him. He can go suck a dick. Um <laughs> yes, I gotta I what, what are you talking about? You talking about the uh the the mask mats and mayhem shirt?
0: Yes I got yeah. that shirt.
1: I paid for it, man. I paid for it.
0: Dude, we all did it, man. There's no there's no freebies with this particular setup. I would have to wait for the money to come in and then Buy another one when I do it again the next time, because I am. I, I, so broke.
1: I don't know what you're talking about. No freebies. Byron said that if I would just go ahead and place some money for the shirt, that I would get my money back. You know, he was going to pay me back. Hey, Byron is that, the one. That, in that, that, he's right in Tennessee. Right now.
3: Tennessee.
4: Back, sir, then not with money. That living, was.
3: Newman, who bought you twelve beers twice last week?
4: So you brought? Can't Can't you just say you bought him twenty four beers?
3: I bought him a twelve pack twice
4: how many beers is that it's not enough that's the
1: that's the <laughs> <answer>. <laughs> oh, urban. oh and,
0: and for the record w casey does not get any of the proceeds from the t-shirt sales so you can feel free to buy them they all go back into hosting yes. costs
4: actually and it's, and money, it's too late for
0: beer beer money for the heels
4: if you didn't get a shirt it's too fucking late And i don't want to see you photoshopping yourself in a shirt with your little masks and your little mealy mouth i just want to see (laughs) michael vincent so go ahead and do that if you don't know who he was he was a pioneer in helicopter based drama and i tried to put that on his wikipedia page and they deleted that shit pioneer and helicopter based (laughs)
0: drama yes roy schneider is going to have something to say about that i just
4: want you to know but Thunder listen, was the Thunder, show. great movie, piece of shit TV show. Airwolf, far superior as a TV show. Roy I, Schneider, I, I not on the TV show.
0: I agree. But Roy did it first is all I'm saying. He was the true I
5: pioneer. Will say this.
4: You Guys. know, sometimes there's more than one pioneer, Justin. Sometimes there's more than one. Like the Attitude Era. Like Stone Cold was a pioneer, but so was The Rock. So if Rob Schneider is Stone Cold, do you smell what Jan Michael Vincent is cooking is my question. Yes, I got you.
3: Let to say it's this. Probably crystal meth. Can, I, can I make a point about Jan Michael Vincent? No. Please do. Um, on, on, on 2K17. Did you w. make Jan Lucha, Michael
5: Vincent?
3: W. Lucha, it, his, his creator wrestler dude, wears a mask, yet he still imported
4: his face. His oh, that was his mask. face? I thought it was Sloth from Goonies. He does. No, look I, like he,
5: I found. I
4: found his unmasked in like- the game. A glitched. Uh so it's it's kind of weird, but I do. I, Urban, are you familiar with Jan Michael Vincent?
1: I'm familiar with W Lucha and that guy being a fucking Poonsberry. <laughs>
5: <laughs> and I don't even not know
1: talking to me at a live show. But uh yeah, yeah, I could see the uh the parallels and correlations between Vincent Guy and W. Lucha, except uh, that uh, W. W. is not that great compared to him.
4: Jan Michael Vincent.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Like wolf, right? exactly. Like Look, I could be president right now. That's all I'm saying. I could be president. It's all about resurrection, folks.
0: President. You could be president, but do you have an American birth certificate?
4: Oh, shit. No. Dallas, Texas, baby. Dallas, that Texas. That was cold because I know that Urban is a Cambodian, and yeah. I have been reading that knowledge for years. You know you what swore. they do to presidents
0: in Dallas, Texas, right? They just kill saying. Oh, I'm just saying. saying
4: don't get I'm a convertible.
0: Oh, too,
1: too soon. Smith didn't write a song about it. I, bullet. Hello, Misfits. Bullet.
4: Hey, that got cut out of the box set. What's up with that? The lyrics were it. in the lyrics book, but it wasn't on the CDs. Was it
1: not? Or... I feel like I had the box set with the, the coffin one. In? Yeah,
5: it with wasn't the on there.
1: Yeah, are you it sure? It was
5: in the lyric
1: book, but not on the CDs. I feel like that was a California thing.
0: I think I had the cassettes <sighs> anyway. So Tennessee. It
1: Tennessee's all about killing people. Let's, let's, let's face it. Two pieces <laughs> out here.
4: <laughs> I don't know. Terry Funk's always told me a lot of very bad things about people from Tennessee. And I tend to believe things that Terry Funk says, like never believe a man whose ass is wider than his shoulders. He told you that. That's what you call a satchel ass. And that's what he called the American dream, Dusty Rhodes or as he called a <laughs> fucking dog dusty roads do we, we, we want, want to do Hey, casey do we want
0: to do a beer koozie or do we want to do a coffee mug i mean beer koozie, uh,
5: beer Andrew koozie, said, koozie.
4: Said, said koozies can we can we like make a hoodie that when you zip it up it's a mask of my face
0: um there is uh a hoodie
4: design that i have in the works that i'll show you um, it's I like, good. how about, how about some sunglasses with our logo on it? Because I always lose my sunglasses, but if they had our logo on it, I would feel bad when I lost them.
3: Casey, are you saying that because I made those sunglasses in 2K17? Did you? I did. They
4: were my I outfit. Entrance because I always beat the fuck out of you the second you come out of the entrance way. <laughs> so, how, do you, how do you do the entrance breakout in my career? Oh. Uh, All I do is set up sneak attacks. I don't actually feud with you because you're beneath me, much like W. Lucha. And, um, yeah, it's funny. I've never been in a feud with him. I had, like, one or two matches. Um, I was feuding with Callisto at the time. Much more formidable opponent. Um, Yeah, just saying, just saying. Uh, Yeah, they still didn't... Fix the pin issue, and also Byron's character. We have to point this out. Does the testicular claw, which is a move that they fucked up and forgot to program a counter for, so <laughs> it was like a cheating move. But apparently they fixed that on this latest patch. So you're fucked, Byron. Your dick claw doesn't work anymore.
3: I never. Oh used, Jesus
4: never
1: Christ, it. Vinnie Massaro. <laughs> I saw it. I saw it. What the fuck? You saw what?
0: I'm trying to see if Vinny wants to come on real quick. Oh, okay. Well, here we go. What? Here we go what?
4: That's it.
0: Pup, you ready? <laughs> I want to know you what you were talking ready, about with
4: 2K17. Okay, so you yeah, a bunch of moves that were exploits, and Byron unknowingly had one as like his special or his finisher for a while, which is pretty funny.
3: No, it's a re- it's a regular move, so I could have just cheesed the whole match grabbing <laughs> The dude's growing.
4: Oh, that's even better. See, like, they used to do that a lot. And there's always like three or four moves that get through that way that they don't know about until people start using them online. And like, sounds like Freddy got him again. Jesus Christ. Oh my God. I was telling them before we started recording that his door sounds like Freddy Krueger scraping across a boiler room.
0: Dude, I leave all my doors loud on purpose. Like, I want to know when fools are coming and going. It's good. Yeah, it's a good strategy, actually. And I don't care if I wake people up in the house. Like, I want to know. I want to hear every door, every second that it moves in my house.
1: I live in a barn.
0: Nobody's <laughs> want <gonna> to hear it. That is
1: true. Good point. Good point. Yeah, exactly. Where's Vinnie Massaro at? I
0: don't know. I just sent him an invite. Just because I sent him an invite doesn't mean he'll come. I sent a lot of people invites to the show.
4: I think we should wrap up the show before he shows up just to be assholes.
0: Oh, you're a D. Well, he might not come on anyway. I don't know. He yeah. took me at, at uh, way earlier. Oh, shit. And you didn't see it? No, like 4 p.m. or something. I was running around. Dude, I got pies in the oven. I'm cooking a batch of collard greens right now. I got to do mac oh. and cheese tomorrow. Collard greens? You know it. Ow! I'll be right over. Got some spice on it too, like a vat, because all my homies from Ohio stay out here in LA for Thanksgiving. Nice. We have this big, you know, California, call it Kentifornia, because all my friends from Kent and Cleveland or whatever are out here when we get together. And somebody else is doing turkey this year, but I'm doing mac and cheese, um, doing the collard greens, and I'm doing the stuffing. So I did the collard greens today because they gotta soak up the flavor of the ham hocks and the, the hot sauce. No, no no no
1: no quit night.
0: quit you're killing me you're it's killing so me. good and, oh and, my god oh, and bacon i didn't even use salt pork this year i went straight ham hocks and bacon god so good, so oh, good. Dude, damn it
4: that sounds amazing is is our is our awesome shirt designer charlie gonna be one of the people there yes
0: yes and charlie he, is bringing the italian to thanksgiving this year i think he's doing a batch of gnocchis and, uh, oh, dude, yeah, that's so way better than pumpkin pie. He's going to be oh. whipping up potatoes at like 7am tomorrow morning, killing his arms. Yeah.
4: And he, better uh, I was going to say, give time. him an extra slice of pumpkin pie for making such a awesome designs for us. I but don't, know, I don't actually like pumpkin pie, dude. I'll tell
0: you what, this is how deep it goes with the shirts. Charlie bought a shirt. He didn't even get a shirt for free on the design that he made. He bought a
4: shirt to like, hey, make-
3: get the invoice.
4: I do yeah. want to officially announce on this podcast that we outsold the young bucks in t-shirts. <laughs> yeah, I would we, like to say that. It's not fucking true. I would like to say it. Exactly. <laughs> That's where i was leading when i was saying we outsold people with pro wrestling t stores that was just to set up a, a young bucks joke that came way too late but
0: it's i mean it's i'm pretty sure i have more last real heels merchandise than we sold of our stuff so i don't think we're doing better than anybody yet but look thank you sincerely to anyone who did yes. purchase a shirt though because it is legit going to pay our soundcloud and our hosting fees or whatever yeah. i've been footing the bill for it myself and. We want to keep the show around, but the only way to do that is to make sure that we're not spending a ton of money out of pocket. We're not trying to get over either. We're not trying to get rich off this thing. I don't yeah. think it's possible to if we wanted to.
4: Just make but, it pay for itself.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's really the goal here. And this, uh, this um, thankfully, since Byron probably bought seven or eight shirts himself, I think we'll actually uh, do that. So basically, Byron is paying for the show, but he's doing it through the shirts, so I don't feel so bad.
4: Yeah, and he's giving them to people we like except for himself, because he's also giving them to himself that we don't like. But uh, I like me. No, we like you, Byron. We're just kidding. Sort but of. Next
0: time, we do have to use some of the proceeds to buy our actual designer a freaking shirt so he doesn't pay for it himself, because I, like, I felt like crap when I found out he ordered one himself, and I was like, ooh, I should have had done that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Charlie. The more, people,
4: the more people that are walking billboards for the MMM show will... Just pave the way for the shirts that talk about deliciousness that you really want to see. Because I know all you denizens of deliciousness that are still hanging in this late in the show. It's probably like seven hours long right now. But you know what? You want to hear me make more jokes about Jan Michael Vincent, but you know what? A lot of of people actually
0: just tuned in because they're coming off the West Coast feed. Because we actually started during the West Coast feed, so
4: who's got to start from the beginning and listen to Eric? Because I am so out of interesting things to say that I'm just gonna keep talking about Airwolf all night and how, like, when they went to the USA Network, it was bullshit because they stopped filming actual. I, that's that's
1: it. There? Mute him.
0: Mute him. <laughs> no, because I gotta ask him. You Justin, never told me, Casey. Like, mute him Uh, into the ninja that was what this show was really supposed to be about tonight yes i mean this show was really really about enter the ninja for people who haven't watched it i know you might have tuned in to hear us talk about lucha underground or mma or wwe that's not important people what's more important is the the major american hit for golden and globus
4: at canon films called enter the ninja It is on Amazon Prime right now, Amazon Prime streaming. So if you have an Amazon Prime account and you're not running out to watch that movie right now, you are a piece of shit and I fucking hate you. But you can fix yourself by maybe watching it tomorrow. Because what's a Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving is giving thanks for what you're thankful for. But you know what? If you're not thankful for ninjas, you're a horrible person because ninjas are fucking awesome. And I'm thankful for Kosugi. And you know what? I'm even I'm even thankful for the bitch with the mustache. Like that guy sucked, but you know what? He gives me a good winking gift to pin to my Twitter profile.
0: Yeah, and he wasn't terrible in the acting scenes. The amazing thing about Enter the Ninja 2 is like for a B movie, all these
4: practical stunts, and it's actually pretty well filmed. Like my it's favorite not- thing. You know, Justin, my favorite thing is for a B-movie, it spawned countless imitators like it was a big budget movie. And all that Godfrey Ho shit that I talked about on the Bad Movie Night podcast, direct ripoff of Enter the Ninja, and wouldn't have existed without it. Um, So I would love to... (laughs) Even Shokosugi
0: himself did Pray for Death, and the budget was like five times higher on that movie, and it's still about the same quality level.
4: Oh, that movie rules, though. Oh, God. I love yeah, Pray, Pray for, for Death song. so much. Like, that I need to check and see if it's available anywhere. Um, but uh, yeah, I, don't know where I that used one to is. watch it. You know, I saw but it that's on stream. a canon movie, is it? Wasn't that, like, no. 21st Century or some other company? Right. And it was, you know, it used to stream on something weird, like a Crackle or, like, one of those. Like I think weird... it was
0: Crackle, actually.
4: Yeah, and I, and I watched it on there, like, within the last year. But it's probably not there anymore. But that one's great because you get that sick Kabuki mask and shit. Like, ah, oh, so good. But I wonder uh, if
0: people will talk about one of Byron's movies like this one day.
4: They'll be like, "Oh, you know, I don't really like the Bates Haunting, but I like the houses that October built. That's a direct rip off of Bates Haunting and is on Netflix. Like if Byron, close. you got to see this. You got to see this movie. It'd fucking piss you off. But yeah, like, are you sure I need to see it?" Now, it would just piss you off. Hey, I'll tell you what was good,
0: though, was turning the sound off on Byron's movie and listening to The Last Real Heels commentary while watching Bates Nodding. That was actually very entertaining. I enjoyed Dude, that.
4: We should do a commentary of Enter the Ninja. Yeah. I
0: should. don't know. Because you and know what?
4: Mask, Mats, and Mayhem? Who wears masks? Fucking ninja's son.
0: Byron, have you finished reading Rencore yet? Life in Grinch no. City?
4: I'm almost halfway through. I'll finish reading it this weekend for sure.
0: Definitely. We're all kind of in the middle of reading uh, Matt Wallace's book here. Yeah. And, uh, we we shall it. see. We shall see what we think of it.
4: Speaking of ninjas, check out our boys at vintage and from parts unknown.
0: Yeah, hopefully uh, I think Matt's going to probably try to come on the show whenever our schedules actually lined up or we actually know more than two hours in advance when we're going to do a podcast. We got
4: to get Matt on here and we got to get Keith on here because Keith is a pretty cool guy too. I've talked to him at some cons. He's he's a good dude. Yeah, I think so. I mean, he's doing a lot of the promotional
0: side of this stuff and he's just trying to get Matt out there. But it, I think it's cool that somebody wrote uh, a book about a lot of stuff that we're interested in. I, I, I wouldn't have the patience to do it myself even though I'm – in the middle of writing two or three books but they're never going to come out you're never going to read them so uh, kudos to
4: matt for actually uh, we're publishing it on amazon now justin this is how this is going to work this uh, is instead of t-shirts we're going to get the hmm book and it's going to be a cookbook of delicious collard greens recipes Oh, now do a cookbook. I could probably whip
0: up faster than, than I could finish one of my novels. I mean, I'm writing this one epic space novel thing that rivals Game of Thrones cross with Dune, and it'll never be finished. Like I have maps that I'm having to create to figure out where things are happening, kind of, you know, this is my idea of writing an easy, <laughs> an easy book. I'm an idiot. It's never going to be finished.
4: Dude, I... So, uh... Let, let's I'll let's add that to the cookbook so you just throw like first you're going to be like the hyperdrive is out of control i wish i had a recipe for collard greens and then like they could eat and that could fuel the ship yeah hey why not cookbook sci-fi. sci-fi there right. you go why lucha underground he's a third man on the writing team call this guy right here you
3: ever wonder what they eat on the spaceships like star trek
4: no, because I fucking ate they astronaut ice cream, bro. Astronaut ice cream is delicious. You ever had it? Yeah, it's dehydrated. Yeah, it's awesome. But I heard it's bullshit and they never really eat it in space. And and
0: on Star Trek they just use a replicator and actually on the original s- series they just kinda had a
4: commissary. They just they eat regular food, man. In Star Wars they drink yeah. fucking blue milk. It's amazing. <laughs> it's
0: space. It's not like hell or someplace weird it's just outer space man even our own astronauts they had tang dude and they have you know like what
4: always bothered me gravy. you know how like you watch star wars and they talk like normal people right but somebody calls somebody a chicken in one of the star wars movies and that always bothers me because that means chicken exists and it's not some weird like alien it's just fucking chicken and you never see like a regular ass chicken in any of the movies so why is somebody calling someone a chicken that fucking bugs me man that I don't know the,
0: that I like the, the chickens are so easy to raise that they just spread throughout the universe and that you know things really taste like chicken because they are they're chicken everywhere in the universe. It's just chicken. I, yeah.
4: just, I just want to eat
1: wampa It's the matrix, man. The matrix.
4: <laughs> I feel like we just gotta run in by fucking Bray Wyatt. I love it. I love I love it when
0: <laughs> Urban just chimes in. Um, speaking of which, they actually got a whole lot of drug references into Lucha Underground tonight. They may I have insinuated know. that the Rabbit Tribe may be under the influence of some things. Nah. has the wrestling show really gone there? There, like there?
4: Uh-huh. Well, Rob Van Dam had some shirts. Well,
0: you know, <laughs> but that was that was the peyote's reper- not a drug, man. It's a
4: cactus. That's all I'm saying. So what you're saying is they're really big fans of Cactus Jack? Yes, exactly.
0: Now see, but when the Rabbit Tri gimmick first started and, and we were I was at this match that, that happened tonight, I was oh. really feeling like it was more of an ecstasy gimmick. Like I thought they, they were, were
4: touching a themselves a
0: lot. Yeah. yeah. I, well and, and like like e b dub said, maybe they morphed the gimmick a little bit. And maybe I'm thinking of some of those dark matches too, but it felt yeah. very like, you know, like like london had uh slipped on a puddle of molly or something and showed up at the temple the next day (laughs) i
4: don't know what that means and i don't think it's like cool to talk about molly holly like that because i heard she's a very nice person but um uh what was i gonna say oh um yeah there were other versions of this gimmick i don't think we can talk about them just in case they give them to someone else but like complete re-gimmick like complete yeah absolutely different and that was weird. And it was kind of cool.
0: Urban is throwing skulls. I just want yeah. you guys to know that. He's throwing skulls. Is that a euphemism for jerking it? Nope. He's actually throwing skulls. Mm. Mm. Not, not a euphemism. He's got to build that throne somehow. Is this our Conan the King throne after all?
4: uh did I did I ever go over the theory of why those skulls were all baby sized? Because it's kind of fucked up.
0: Ooh, why? It's gruesome?
4: Well, because Katrina's lived a really long time, and Mills probably accidentally got her pregnant like fifty million times.
1: <laughs> oh, God. oh Jesus!
0: What is going on?
1: That's it. I gotta. I yeah. I have to leave on that <laughs> I, think yeah. I think we all do. I think we all do. I think I think that's it.
0: We're just gonna leave it right there, folks. Um, baby skulls, until next time. Stay calm and stay in the mix.